gentlemen, the show is about to start in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. He'll be found on the mountain. It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Built by the Barnumidium Company, served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, and part of the Chief Sports Network. Juice Wells, all the way, touchdown Gamecocks. Pressure, Curry just does it. Greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home. Inside the Gamecocks, the show, live always from the Signorama Studios. Signorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. Signorama.com. We, of course, are served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, which is a great bourbon to have in your liquor cabinet this time of the year. With the holidays and the in-laws, Chicken Cock will serve you just fine. You can find it on the Chief Sports app by clicking the Chicken Cock Challenge. And, of course, we are built by the Barn Dominium Co. The Barndo Co. is what we call them for short in four states, the Carolinas, Georgia, and in Tennessee. The Barndominiumco.com to build your dream home. JC generally off on Wednesdays, but he's here certainly today. Big news in the portal for Gamecock football. It started to trickle out yesterday. Some things that have been expected Carolina looks to be flipping their running back room in a hurry. We'll get all the details out to you on that here in just a few moments. Speaking of football tonight, the SEC will reveal the 2024 schedule, and we'll know exactly who, or we know who, but when and where the Gamecocks will be playing their football games next year in the SEC. We've already got the non-con stuff, but we need the league play uh, schedule, so we'll get that later on tonight. And uh, we'll get into some of that today as well. Coming up in about 20 minutes or so, David Cloninger with the Post and at Courier. He, of course, in on Wednesdays with us now. And I bet you he's got a couple of um, I bet you he's got a couple of thoughts on things that are going on as the Gamecocks look to rebuild their football roster. They also have a eight and one Carolina basketball team that is going to be playing this upcoming weekend. Looking at their ninth win, top 30 net ranking. We'll get into some of that stuff with him as well. And then later on at 12.35, this name will ring a bell to all of you. He used to be the head baseball coach at the College of Charleston. It's Chad Holbrook. I mean, at the at the University of South Carolina. He's at the College of Charleston now. It's Chad Holbrook. Coach Holbrook has launched a new program called Chin Music. Talk about a guy that knows a little bit about the portal as well. Uh, so he's going to join us later on in the 12 o'clock hour. We... We'll have uh, some announcements coming soon with Coach Holbrook, and um, and I think you'll really like it. 
And this is a neat, neat, neat. It's a true podcast. We're, we're not a podcast, of course. It is a true podcast, and it is now available on the Chief Sports app. If you just pull it up, some incredible conversations that he's had in there, including former quarterback Blake Mitchell and the story about how he almost left the, the Gamecock football program. But um, he's got conversations coming up with a couple of big names you'll all recognize from South Carolina, major musicians, major musicians down the road. I can't <laughs> I say, say some of that, but I'm understanding it. One of them in particular, I'm weaseling my way into that conversation uh, and, and others. So uh, we'll get to all that here in just a little while. But uh, Bill, myself, JB, and uh, of course, JC. So JC, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, just continue to, to, to drag this thing out here. Uh, sure. Introductions are over and uh, the Gamecocks running back room from this time yesterday to where it is now, although one is not, quote, publicly official. Boy, has it gotten better in a hurry. Yeah, things are never as good as they seem or never as bad as they seem. I think it's a it's a stark contrast from from Sunday. And uh, yeah, I try to kind of tell everybody, look, the, the days of the big Sundays are, are pretty much over. It, it hadn't been that way for 10 years. I don't know why there's that expectation. But look, things have not been good. It's been a run of bad news and disappointing results on the field. And so... Everybody needs to, uh, you know, everybody needs that good news to make them feel better. And certainly yesterday was that. I will add one quick thing on the the, the Chin Music podcast. If, if you, some people out there, they, they listen to our show. We're, we are more of a show, even though you can get it in podcast form. We go live every day, just like the radio or whatever. Um, if you like podcasts, like conversate, like Joe Rogan, things like that. Uh, and there are people that are really into those. Um, you're going to enjoy Oh, it's music. so it is so good it is so uh anyway but yeah last night uh boy it, it you know the running back room basically flipped in a hurry when and there may be another one on the way too i'll tell you that right now with our wadi from north texas and then of course the big one rocket sanders uh i would encourage everybody to go back there's really two two versions of rocket i want you guys to look at and it's, they're both on youtube his 2023 highlights and his 2022 highlights he was a step slower this past year dealing with nagging injuries, but he's still, even with the, he's still elite. You know, he had some offensive line issues out there too this year. And the way he can make people miss and his size and power, my goodness, if he can return to 2022 form, be very special. You know, um, if he can get, if he's just 2023, he's better than anybody the Gamecocks had last year. So uh, I I would be I would get very uh, very excited about uh, that particular uh, situation, which has been rumored for how, how many years now? Have we been talking about Rocket Sanders coming to Carolina? Uh, and boom, there you go. So he must have uh, there must have been some truth to the fact that he kind of liked the coaches over here, especially the ones that came from Arkansas. So um, uh, pretty happy night last night, I would say, in, in Gamecock Nation. Yeah, I would say so as as well, JC. I mean, clearly, um, once that becomes official, you're talking about Oscar Attaway, uh, who has two years, I think, of eligibility left. Rocket, uh, who's got a year, um, and um, and then you uh, look at the youth that's already in there. You've got Matthew Fuller, who is set to sign in one week, and uh, you'll return DJ Braswell, Juju McDowell, uh, looking to get healthy, and also will return to that room. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Carolina is planning to probably add another one as well uh, at, out of the portal. 
Um, let me ask you this question. Is, is, is that, uh, hey, we're just going to continue to add as much depth as we possibly can, or is that we might maybe be a little bit uneasy about the future of Daniel Hill and we need to find a way to replace him with some young portal talent? Yeah, I think it's definitely – Definitely the latter. I, I I'll say this uh, based on a conversation or two I had last night. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they'll get Daniel Hill. Uh, I don't okay. think there's a lot of confidence on that. But I honestly, I I think that if, if what I think is going to happen happens, uh, I don't want to say they'll be better off because I don't know what Daniel Hill is going to do in college. But they'll be all right. <laughs> they'll yeah. be just fine. <laughs> You know, uh, and, and uh, I don't want to say too much because uh, the Drew Tui is I'm a thing that I read yesterday. You know, I don't want to get off on that one, but uh, I don't want to go that far. But I think they'll be all right uh, at the end of the day. It's uh, it's just one of those things. The writing's kind of been on the wall with Hill for a while. Kid hadn't visited since June. Lines of communication are still open, but Carolina, you, you, when you're recruiting, you can't just wait around on a guy forever and, and, and then he burns you at the end and you don't have a – then you don't have a running back. You know, your running back's a, a guy short. Your room's a, a guy short. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you often talk about this thing called caged animal syndrome, and, and generally you refer to coaching hires uh, with that with that term. But also, you know, I think you could probably apply that here as well, uh, JC. I mean, this mm-hmm. – this I mean, fans spent months and months complaining about the running back room yeah, and, and it almost seems like some of them didn't realize that the coaching staff also kind of understands the situation. You know, like it wasn't just the people that were buying the tickets and watching the games or cutting on television. The guys that coached him pretty much knew, hey, look, we got to flip this thing in a hurry here if we're going to compete moving forward. Uh, and, um, and, and Shane and his staff have been very aggressive in doing so. I know it necessarily maybe didn't fall into the timeline of – some of us who you know sit on the couch and throw peanuts at the screen, but uh, they knew what was going on. They knew what they were doing. They had some targets. They targeted the guys that they wanted, and uh, and it looks like they've been hitting home runs on it here. Oh yeah, right. Rocket Sanders is. I mean, I I didn't know, I didn't know they could get him. I, I thought, man, he's gonna from between Arkansas and his home in Rockledge, Florida. He's going to fly over five programs that I think would, would have lined up to to get him. Now, maybe those programs are fine at running back or or whatever. I will say this, South Carolina, NIL-wise, it wasn't – he didn't leave Arkansas because South Carolina's NIL money was that much greater or anything like that. So, he, he – he, remember, the Gamecocks were number two in his recruitment anyway. He's always and, – and I think the relationships with Dowell and Justin Stepp and – Taylor Edwards and all the folks that came from Arkansas. And I think Trey Knox also probably had a lot of good things to say about his experience at South Carolina. Um, and I think that all led to it. All right. Uh, a couple other big names uh, in, in uh, on the portal front uh, that have been discussed this morning, JC, and, and we do have David Cloninger waiting patiently. Yep. So we'll, we'll, we will hit an early break to get some more time with him today, but um but uh, let's first start in the quarterback room. A.J. Swan, uh, starting quarterback, or one of the starting quarterbacks at Vanderbilt, seemingly has enjoyed his time in Columbia. And uh, South Carolina, according to reporting, right, your reporting uh, appears to be in pretty good shape with him. Yeah, pretty good shape. It's going to matter, you know, does he want to come here and compete with Lenore Sellers and possibly be a, the backup? And and you got to be very honest with kid with the guys like that. You know, you got to say, look, we, we got a guy. Uh, there's a – Good chance, you know, if you go in here and compete, 
he could be he could beat you out, which I think he could. Um, and are you going to be comfortable with that? This is because in some situations with transfer quarterbacks, you just hand them the job these days in college football. That's pretty common, but that's not the case at South Carolina. So, but I, I think, I think that, and I mentioned it from the start, just hypothetically, that's the type of guy they needed to go get good player, starting experience in the sec, promising young player, probably just things didn't go that well at Vandy for whatever reason this year, they were bad, but he's not bad. He's a good player. So, um, We'll see what happens with that. All right. And then uh, this morning being reported by your partner, Tony Morrell. Do we want to even, even – I don't want to even talk about this. Oh, yeah. It's going to come up. So I figure let's, let's – uh, in, in, the, in, the uh, in the words of the great Ralph Cibitary, former head baseball coach at the College of Charleston, let's squash the bug. Uh, Juice Wells reported this morning by Tony Morrell that the door is not closed in a return to South Carolina – quote is still possible no guarantees but please be mindful of your comments as from tony um yeah i know you're not tony and you don't have all of tony's sources tony has his own sources i get that but uh, i got my sources too so um you know what would you make of that comment it's plausible um (laughs) but i sort of you know encouraged everybody a couple of days ago like hey just don't comment when juice Wells says something on social media say he uh, tweeted out something about like he'd rather, you know, struggle to get the life he wants. It was some kind of philosophical thing, like you see uh, on Instagram or whatever. And the first five responses from people on Twitter were just trashing the kid, you know, from Gamecock fans. I, I, I know it's I can't stop it. I can't change people. We we can't. We're not. The thought police around here. It's a free country. Twitter X is an open, more free platform than it was. Uh, you can say anything you want, but you have to understand sometimes, fans, you're hurting yourself when you react that way. Nobody gives a flip what you think. You're yeah. not important. Your two cents, tell, saying that Jesus, well, I hope it makes you feel better to tweet that at him because it does nothing to help the situation, nothing to help your team. Uh, so I hope you, when you do stuff like that, I hope it makes you feel better because that's the only reason to do something like that is your own selfish desire to get your two cents in, um, to be honest, when you tweet stuff like that at guys. But, hey, if they can they can overcome that and get him back, which I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of how all this would fit together because it is a puzzle you have to put together uh, with the roster and all that then there's your top receiver. So, I mean, you, you're not going to find a lot of receivers as good as Juice Wells out there. I mean, the bottom line, talent-wise. And and I know there were some issues at the end of last year and stuff, and he'll have some trust to regain from his teammates and the coaching staff if he does come back. But they can handle that internally. And the bottom line is, in 2022, Juice Wells, by the end of the year, was one of the best receivers in college football. Right. And would have been – I mean, you, you saw, I mean, we only got one drive worth of it this year, but you saw what kind of an impact he can make on the, on the offense. And, you know, so we'll see. I mean, I, if, if there's not that many juice wells around the country right now in the portal at receiver, it's, it's not a down year, but there's just not that not least a ton of studs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can get him back all is well and good. Uh, I, I do know that, when he plays on the field, he is a warrior. You know, he he does get after it. So, uh, 
I'm you know, just as good at him, just as good at him as uh, uh, as anybody else. Well, according to the twenty four seven, no disrespect to you, JC. I know you don't actually do this yourself, but according to the twenty four seven Sports Transfer Portal rankings, he's the second best wide receiver. Uh, in the portal behind Vanderbilt's London Humphreys, and I'll fight somebody to the death on that. Uh, he's better than London Humphreys, but uh, <laughs> really, you know, that's, that's their rating. So that's, that's, that's okay. London Humphreys, oh man, no disrespect Ooh. to London, and uh, best best yeah. of luck to him in the future. But if you put him and Juice Wells on the field at the same time, I'm taking Juice Wells. I think that's because um, people yeah. talk about London going to Georgia. I think that's because I think London Humphreys is ranked that high because Lad McConkey's had such a good career. If you yeah. think about it. I mean, what the, that's, it's weird how, you know, cause I, I, there's been, you know, there's been some quarterbacks that have come through that are uh, kind of on the shorter side that remind people of Kyler Murray or whatever, they get ranked high. Uh, and there's kind of that, that mental thing, you know, you're sitting there ranking and you think, oh, Lad McConkey's done all this and Humphreys reminds me of him and he's probably going to Georgia. So let's throw him out there. But, um. Yeah. Evan Stewart, Cam mentioned. Yeah. Evan Stewart, if Evan Stewart were ranked ahead of juice, I'd be like, yeah, that's legit, but maybe. I don't know. Humphrey's <laughs> ahead of juice. That's funny. I, 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 I guess I didn't notice that. Uh, but, yeah, as far as Rocket's public commit, he hasn't publicly committed, but he's. Um, it's been widely reported, not just by me. I think I broke it last night, but with a meme. That's the first time I've ever broken news with a meme. I just put a picture of the space shuttle up, a gif of the space shuttle up on the big spur, blast it off. Yeah. Uh, but Matt Zenitz from twenty four seven Sports reported it, and all sources are reporting it. So it's a, uh, it's just a matter of getting that public, uh, public out there. We will step aside. David Cloninger is waiting in the wings. He will join the conversation on this. We'll get into some hoops and uh, get his thoughts on the Gamecocks twenty four schedule, which will be revealed in about eight hours or so i guess i don't know who knows with these things they slow play it from time to time but at some point in time tonight the sec network will show us uh the gamecocks slate this coming season so don't go anywhere dc up next here on inside the gamecocks the show the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Charleston Fitness Equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape. Clients have come from all over the Palmetto State to find that one piece of equipment that they enjoy that keeps them looking and feeling good. Whether it's a home rower, treadmill, elliptical, free weights, a home gym, or something else, Charleston Fitness Equipment keeps the mirror smiling back at you. Get in shape like the Gamecocks do. Visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com. Gamecock owned and operated and proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nana'sPorch.com. It's mm-mm good. 
Coach O signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. For chicken cock, we get a medium to medium plus toast, the char level. We use a number three level char. If you char it too deep, you start burning away some of those flavor components that you just created. If you just char a barrel and you don't toast it, you're going to create some of those flavors just on a thin layer just inside the char, but not the actual depth and full extent of flavors uh, that you're going to get if you toast it properly. All those elements, that's exactly what they do. They boil down to great flavor. If you're in the real estate market in the low country or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. Go Gamecocks. This break is presented by Billy G's Carolina Barbecue, the state newspaper's 2023 winner for best catering, best barbecue, and best food truck. Visit BillyG'sCarolinaBarbecue.com for all of your catering needs. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to everyone! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Call the turkey, turn the ball game on. Make bloody Marys, cause we all want one. Send somebody to the stop and go. We need some celery and a can of baked snow. A bag of lemons and some diet sprites. A box of tampons, some Salem lights. Hallelujah, everybody say cheese. Merry Christmas from the family. Hey, live live look in at the Cloninger household during the holiday season. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, DC. What's going on, fellas? Y'all doing all right? (laughs) Yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing fine, man. Just had to dig up some old family photos to make a bumper around here, you know. Hey, man, I was impressed with the uh, the Coach O uh, ad. I mean, every time I hear that guy's voice, I'm like, this is a real person. It's actually a real person. I've met the guy. Yeah. It, it's crazy. I came this close to responding to him with a curse word the only time I met him. It was at South Point High School in Rock Hill the day that uh, Jadavion senior year started. And he was up there recruiting for Southern Cal. And he came on and introduced himself. I was like, oh, hey, man, you know, of course, you know, the legend. And he's like, you know, you know, guys, uh, at Southern Cal, we signed the last two number one recruits in the country. This guy's going to be number three. And I about said, we'll see about that. But I didn't. <laughs> I've met him before, too. I, I met him when he was at Ole Miss. Went to his, I went to tour the – when I was at Rivals, we – Drove over to Oxford and met him. He was—he's actually a really smart guy when it comes to recruiting and things like that. But, oh, recruiting is our lifeblood here at Ole Miss, and uh, and I've gotten his voice down pretty good. That's that's <laughs> you know that's me, right, Dave? You know that's oh. my, you know that's not really good. <laughs> but uh, um, he's a uh, he's he's something else, man. Uh, we all we're very big fans of Coach O here on the show. I mean, I've I've still I've still got a, a business card that he gave me, and I'm like, I met that guy, and it was amazing. But of course, he's like, oh yeah, 
we're, we're gonna sign you, Davian. I'm like, David, <laughs> <laughs> like, one It's like, hey, tell you, coach, but I'm from here, and there's a different <laughs> story that I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy, that's not. Shoot. Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't going to happen. Sorry, man. Uh, well, Coach, o, it all worked out for Coach O. You know, he got fired and said, "Give me my money and show me the door." <laughs> you and don't have to. He, he got a ring and you know handed uh, the Clemson its its butt on national TV. So yeah, and he, that's never a bad thing. At his home state school, from LSU on the bio, and now I'm going to Destin, Florida, and endless summer. We have this running gag called Coach O's endless summer here, and it's. It's amazing. He's having hard body contest. He's eating average jambalaya. I mean, it's it's a whole. He could be a cartoon. We could do like a. You remember the Hulk Hogan cartoon? We could do a Hulk Hogan Joe cartoon, man. It'd be great. <laughs> Rocket Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. Yes. <laughs> All right, DC. Uh, in 24 hours, uh, news obviously clearly has gotten out that the Gamecock running back room is going to look a little bit different next year. Your your thoughts. I mean, if that's one way to address a problem, surely, uh, you know, you didn't have a running game last year. You weren't set to have much of a running game this year, considering the guys you had coming back. And all of a sudden you get, I would say, probably the most coveted running back prospect in the portal. And you back that up with another very uh, good running back in uh, the the North Texas. uh, Why do I keep forgetting his name? Oscar Uh, yeah, there you go. And I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, that's the way you flip a room. And now you add Juju McDowell uh, to that. You add DJ Braswell to that. And all of a sudden, you've got four guys that can tote the ball. Obviously, we all know that Juju is not an every down guy. You don't give him a lot of carries, but he's enough to influence the game plan if you get him out there. And meanwhile, you've got two guys that can really shoulder the rushing load. So, it's huge news. Uh, you know, of course, I'm kind of kind of waiting like everybody else for, for Rocket to, to publicly announce it so we can go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, but obviously no reason to doubt what's already been reported. And that is just a huge, huge, huge pickup. And I'm sure as you guys have already known or already mentioned, he announced it last night, or I guess the news got out last night, two years to the day since Spencer Rattler committed as well. So this is the same kind of impact that uh, you know, to to the Gamecocks offense that USC really needed to have this offseason. Yesterday was two years to the day mm-hmm. since Rattler. Well, or is it today? I think I think it's today. I think it's, it's today. Oh, okay. I was, so yesterday was my birthday. I was about to say from here on out, then I'll just uh, I'm the good luck charm, I guess. But it's the 13th, so I, I have nothing to do with this. Well, right. That's one thing too. I mean, two years ago, I think a week before that. You know, there have been the rumors circulating around. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not sure if they're even going to want to touch him. You know, didn't leave Oklahoma under great circumstances. And I'm sitting at the house, and that tweet popped up. I thought, excuse me? Mm-hmm. So, you know, glad, much, very glad to be wrong in that case. All right. Uh, well, it, it certainly, yeah, where would they be without Spencer Rattler? There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, it, this is something, you know, the fans and media guys, we all sit here and talk about all this stuff all year long. Uh, every year, there's always something to talk about, something to complain about. There's no no doubt about that. But I think, uh, you know, this is this is clearly um, showing that this staff absolutely 100%, 1 million percent knew going into the year, this is a problem. I don't know. I don't know if they feel like they screwed it up or didn't screw it. But it, 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 at the end of the day, it didn't matter. It was still a problem. They had to fix the problem. DC, uh, I'll be anxious to hear at some point in time from Shane how, if we ever do hear, 
how long they've actually been working on this. You know, like how long have you been kind of mining <clears throat> for running backs? Because really, quite, I mean, quite frankly, although people feel like they've been waiting a lifetime, they haven't. I mean, th- th- this has actually come together really pretty quickly. Oh, sure. And, you know, obviously you're not – you can't contact a player before he officially enters the portal. Once he does, it's open season. But, of course, there's always, you know, conversations behind the scenes or what have you. Obviously, as you guys mentioned on the show, last year Rocket Sanders was severely hurt by injuries. I think he only played six games, uh, had between 200 300 yards. But, you know, they had issues at Arkansas last season. Right now you just have to look at it and say – 1,400 yards in 22, 156 and two touchdowns against South Carolina in 2022. You got to have somebody there. You got to have that guy if he's available, especially if you have a pre existing relationship, which he had with Dowell Hawkins. So you, know, you, you have that and you had to start working on it because we all remember last year, you know, they went into the portal and said, we need some help in the running back room. And they targeted two guys and they got zero. So, yes, they did end up getting Mario Anderson, and Mario turned into a very good surprise. But, you know, going back and looking at it in preseason this year, I'm like, this running game probably not going to be able to depend on it this year. And I think they knew this cannot happen again. You cannot play an SEC football season without a proven rushing attack. Last year you were able to kind of mask it a bit because Spencer Rattler was so good, but you still finished five and seven. So right. you can't have that happen again, and a running back was the key to, uh, to fixing that, and they went out and found that key. Yeah, he's a tackle-breaking machine, man. I mean, you watch some of that. The 2020 – and he is a step faster in 2022, but even this year, like when he played – they beat they went down to the Swamp and beat Florida, and he played in that game, and Gators couldn't get him on the ground. Oh, I mean, and, and Ar- Ar- Arkansas's O-line took a big yeah. step back this yeah. season, too, compared to 2022 when they were quite good. Um I think I start thinking about like zone read now, David, you know, the old school, like the, the, right. the, the, with him and sellers. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of, that's very intriguing. Right. If to think about that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what they did when <clears throat> I still remember the day of being up in your old stomping grounds, JC in that church in Duncan, when Marcus Lattimore committed and I wrote a piece that day, I said, you got him. Now you got to use him. Because we knew the Seas Prayer liked to throw the ball. And of course, you got to run sometimes, but he wanted to throw the ball. Now it was, you got this elite five star running back, go run the ball. And they did. I mean, I'll never forget that Georgia game, not only for how brilliant Marcus was, but also for Georgia looking over there. I'm like, you know what they're running. Why are you not adjusting your defense? Like, no, 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 we got it. Okay, fine. Just let the man run for 200 yards on you. I don't care. That's that's cool. So now you have that kind of capability. <clears throat> I mean, looking at it last year, some people have emailed me this offseason like, I tell you, we got sold a bill of goods on that Loggins guy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Dowell did the best he could with what he had. Yeah. I mean, when you had no juice wells, you had no running game, and your offensive line, you're starting eight, you know, a different line pretty much every week. He did the best he could with what he had. Now that you're giving him some other options to say, well, you don't have to depend on your quarterback's arm anymore. I mean, I would look at last year and say you kind of dodged a bullet there by Spencer being as good as he was because you didn't have another option. Now you're going to have that. You can run the ball. You can have that two mobile guys with uh, Lenoris and Rocket right there. 
Or you can't have the drop back uh, passing game there as well because you're going to have at least some receivers, including the transfer from Coastal Carolina they just got, to go out there and do this for you. So you've got a lot of chess pieces to move around instead of looking at the team at preseason going, hmm, Spencer, you feel like you got about 3,000 yards in that arm this year? Because, buddy, we're going to need every one of them. So they're going to have a lot of options this year. It's a good thing to have. So just got to get him here. Hopefully he goes through spring practice. You get a head start on the playbook, and away you go in, in the preseason. Yeah, I in, in, I mean, the running back room, they're, and they're, they're, according to J.C., you know, not they're, done. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Shane has just uh, tweeted it out literally 30 seconds ago uh, mm-hmm. that um, they've, got a, they've got another kid coming in uh, who has uh, – and there's another welcome home as we speak. Committed. Right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we've got another Here commitment. We go. So, JC, I'm sure we'll be digging in on this while we're boom, having the boom. conversation. But, I like you know, the, one of the things that if we've learned anything from anything uh, this past year, D.C., you look at uh, the the offensive line situation, uh, you look at the running back room, even you look at the receiver room. Uh, when Juice went down, Xavier had some – some uh, some tr- uh, some injury troubles from time to time. When Trey Knox went down, all of a sudden that thinned out really quickly. I, like I mean, every position group on this team has thinned itself out from injuries. And if we've learned anything, you absolutely one million percent. The only way you could ever possibly compete in this league that's only getting better by adding Oklahoma and Texas is to have talent and to have depth. Why am I saying all that? Because, you know, word is that maybe potentially A.J. Swan could land here, former starting quarterback at Vanderbilt. I know some out there, I want to get your perspective on this, because some, from a fan side of things, and I and I understand it, I get it. Hey, look, you know, it's Lenoris's time with the portal. Let's not rock the boat. Don't want to scare this guy off, this, that, and the other. They, 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 your job as a coaching staff is to make sure you have as many players in the in the boat as you can have so the dang thing doesn't sink, right? So you've got to – they don't have anything behind Lenore Sellers. Nothing. Not a damn soul. Mm. They've got to add something in the portal. I don't know if it'll be Swan or not. Looks like it. But um, your thoughts on that from a depth standpoint, especially at the most important position in sports? Well, to uh, borrow from office space, mm, I'm going to have to kind of uh, disagree with you there. I mean, I realize Lenaris is the future. Lenaris is a heck of a talent, but you know, Luke Doty's played a lot of football, a lot of football around here. And the fact that he's become such an integral part of being able to play receiver and whatever else, I mean, he's out there on kickoff a few times this year. You always have that option of him playing receiver if nothing else is there. But he can get a look at quarterback as well. And I think he can he can play that position very well. Now, that said, fellas, we're only sitting here two years removed from where South Carolina started four quarterbacks in one season. Four. That's a lot. And nothing against the guys that played it because they all had high spots. They all had low spots. But you don't want to go through that again. You yeah. do not want to go through that again. But you have to prepare for the eventuality. So I actually wrote this this morning in the paper. With quarterback, I think they feel set with a guy like Sellers, with a guy like Doty, and then you have Dante Reno coming in. And it's like quarterbacks in the portal, most of them, they're going somewhere to play, to start, to be a star. That's why so many high-profile guys entered and went somewhere else, like Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma went to uh, Oregon and uh, Riley Leonard, you know, uh, Oceanside Collegiate legacy there, was at Duke, and he went to Notre Dame. So you probably weren't going to get those guys, but you didn't need one of those guys. 
if there was going to be a quarterback out of the portal, it'd be like you probably got to get somebody who'd be comfortable with sitting, comfortable with saying you're a backup, you always got to stay prepared. AJ Swan fits that. Vanderbilt started three quarterbacks this year, or at least played three quarterbacks this year. He was one of them. They've lost all three to the portal. And I mean, you want to talk about a team smacked by the portal? It's it's Vandy and Texas A&M. But I mean, that would be a perfect fit if he wanted to come here. The guy's got a strong arm. He can go in there and play. And you say you hate to put it in this terms, but it's like if something goes haywire with the plan you feel good that you could turn it over to this guy, that you could rearrange the offense and say, all right, maybe you're not going to have your mobile guy anymore. Maybe you're not going to have a guy who could do a lot of both with Luke Doty. This guy could come in and at least give you the downfield passing attack. And, I mean, of course, you're not bringing him in there to do this, but uh, Rocket Sanders is uh, 6'2", 240, I think. I think he'd probably be able to pass block a little bit if you asked him to. I mean, that guy is just a hoss, you know. He's like Billy Clyde Puckett for TCU back in the day. Just call him old Stud Hall, sir. Billy Clyde Puckett reference. I got, I got the news, boys. Yeah, go I got ahead, the JC. news. It's Jaden yeah. McGowan, uh, the the receiver from. Uh, so everybody freaked out like on Sunday that they weren't getting McGowan or Brown because there were some nil differences of opinion out there. And uh, folks, it's called making a deal. Right, you know, I mean, there's always an opening salvo with everything, and uh, people don't just walk. And when you're doing a deal, you don't just walk up, get up from the table, and leave after. Oh no, uh, not that. That's a hard no buy. So anyway, so they got they ended up getting both of those kids uh, that everybody was freaking out over. And uh, McGowan's going to be a kick returner. He'll replace Amarian Brown. He's that type of guy in the slot, exceptionally fast, and an in-state kid you know, from Lawrence. Who they probably looking back on it probably probably wish they would have taken him out of high school. Another huge pickup, you know, obviously Jaden McGowan is fast as the wind and you have a guy now him uh, there with Jared Brown from coastal. Both those guys can play multiple positions on the field. Of course, you can never have enough wide receivers, but with those two guys, you have Nick Harbor, you have Tyshawn Russell, who each played a lot last year. You still have Josh Simon at tight end and, I know, I know, it's going to sound, ah, you know, that's just sticking up for your hometown kid. Elijah Caldwell was going to play, okay? He messed up his shoulder in the last week of preseason camp, really hindered his development because all of a sudden he wasn't in a top group anymore. But that kid can flat play. He can catch. You get him out there on the field, he's going to prove me right. (laughs) Of course, I had to wait an extra year. But, I mean, what was it? He dressed for one game this year. It was a home game. I forget which one. It may, may have been Kentucky. But I saw him on the dress list. I said, 440 and eight touchdowns today. Bank on it. <laughs> I ended up yeah. losing that bet, but that's okay. You know, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I believe in my kids. <laughs> there, there's still hope for that. I mean, there's still a lot of hope for him. He, he, yeah. he's, a, he's one he's that young. Well, it, I mean, it, that, uh, that's, that's one of the things that I've been, you know, a little frustrated <clears throat> about the consistent criticism of, of this receiver. Well, this receiver group, none of these kids have played. They're all freshmen. I mean, yeah. I'm not – we can't judge this for another two years, and then we can go back and judge how well they recruited this position. I, I think it's very premature to to throw all these young kids under the bus. They, Dave, David, right? I mean, they're, they're sure. freshmen. Yeah, you got to let them play. I mean, a lot of people were asking me, like, hey, man, why isn't Nick Harbour playing? I'm like, being as nice as possible, he's still learning how to play. He's still learning how to yeah. play. And, you know, I think we all know now – in preseason, he had a little problem catching the ball, which is 
kind of an important thing to do when you're a wide receiver. But he learned. He figured it out. Obviously, he's still getting there, but he got to play. He got to get on the field, as did Tyshawn Russell. And those guys will really help you. Caldwell only got to play in one game. Again, he had that shoulder, but he'll be fine. And all these guys, just because the number of players they lost in the receiver portal, or I'm sorry, uh, to the transfer portal that were receivers, no, most of them had not played or were going to play. Yeah. But in terms of sheer numbers, you had to go get some guys to replace them. So that's what they're bringing in. Jaden McGowan is obviously a huge pickup for their I mean, I certainly wouldn't mind seeing another Vandy product, Will Shepard, come here as well. Um, Boy, that would be a huge. lot of people are looking at him. Those. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of sitters, and they, they got their their third receiver, London Humphreys. I don't know why twenty four seven Sports has him ranked ahead of Juice Wells on the portal. I don't think that's even close. I think it's because he reminds people of Lad McConkey a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to Georgia. But uh, okay. they ended up. Vandy just got raided. And I, I have some friends on that staff. I feel bad for them. Now, they think they're going to be okay, but it's just, gosh. Uh, and I don't think they still don't have an offensive coordinator, do they? I don't think they yeah, are. Offer, offer went out over the weekend. I don't know if they made if the guy accepted or not, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tough. But yeah, Elijah, back to Elijah Caldwell, I, he's a guy that, like, I think. Sometimes, like, when you're working out over the summer in shorts and shells or whatever, doing seven-on-seven, it's one sport. And then when you put the pads on, it's another. And uh, that's kind of what I heard because there was a lot of positivity about him over the summer because you come out of of the high school he came out of, you're advanced in route running. You're advanced with hands. Um, You know know the drill up there, David. You know, obviously. But uh, you're a pretty good deal. So it's – you know, I, I think he's going to be good in time. And, and Tyshawn Russell, you mentioned, I mean, that guy at Missouri, he was about to walk into the end zone on that slant and dropped him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have walked in. So, obviously, him getting out there playing, he can run routes. He can do the – he just uh, – just like a lot of guys, just like Josh Van and Debo Samuel and uh, uh, Debo Samuel, Brian Edwards, all, they all went through the dropsies uh, and ended mm-hmm. up being really good. So, that that's just a mental thing it, you got to Xavier Leggett couldn't catch for a while he dropped more yeah. than he caught but no doubt. It's a one. I mean, that three, quick. three years and it was i mean he caught that game winner against vandy from zeb yeah. uh for shane Mimer's first sec win but the others was like this guy's got so much potential just what's going on but as I'm, and i'm probably going to write it this offseason he promised us all in the gator bowl last year after those two touchdowns it's just the beginning i'm gonna do this all year next year i'm like sure x you know you, you say that yeah sure okay great Long offseason, right? But, boy, he he was speaking the truth. He was a prophet, and it was an absolute joy to watch him play this year. And I think I said it on the show before, the NFL needs more kids from Mullins, South Carolina, in the league. It'll, it'll <laughs> inject a certain dose of humility and a certain dose of excellence and small-town feel to that league. No, no, you know, no uh, disrespect to the small town guys who are already up there, but there's nobody from Mullins, so they need to get that guy in the league. <laughs> David Kloniger uh, here. It's 11.43 on Inside the Gamecocks to show the latest news. Uh, just moments ago, Jaden McGowan committed to the University of South Carolina, transfer wide receiver, originally from Lawrence, but has played the last couple of years at Vanderbilt. He'll bring almost, uh, almost 850 career receiving yards and uh, three touchdowns and 160 rushing yards uh, to this South Carolina football program. Uh, those numbers are what they are because Vanderbilt is what it is, unfortunately, for those guys. Uh, but uh, McGowan will probably step right in and be able to help. 
uh, DC, uh, they're not done though. Uh, that they, they, the portal is, uh, it's cooking right now for Gamecock football. And, um, I, I'm not even, you and JC could probably have this conversation way better than I could. Right. But, uh, I'm not even aware of any position group that they wouldn't take a transfer from as long as it was the right fit. Oh yeah. And you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, obviously there were some positions of need that were bigger than others, they have addressed those, but you're always looking for more. I mean, for instance, I think they feel very confident that Alex Herrera can can t- take over and you know do the same job that Mitch Jeter did. But if there was a five star kicker in the portal, and there are a couple, who said, you know, I want to come play in Columbia, I'm sure they'd say, come on, let's okay. let's go, come on. So it's it's you never know what's going to happen. I'm sure they have lines on who exactly they want in the positions because there is a limit to the recruiting class and all that. But, you know, you're always looking for extra depth. You know, it's just like in high school recruiting. You got to sign a quarterback every year. You got to sign, was it, five or six linemen every year. You got to start stacking those guys. So every everyone's going to be contacted that they're interested in. There'll probably be a lot more visits. And, you know, keep in mind, there's a spring period to the portal, too. So th- this isn't over by a long shot before we get to next August and you're finally looking at the roster and saying, okay, here's the names and numbers you need to memorize for this year. So there's a lot. Um, and again, I, uh, a piece in the paper today illustrated this and saying they're pretty much good on these, but you can always use more. Um, of course, I guess it was two Thursdays ago. We're all going nuts uh, about, oh, so-and-so's leaving, so-and-so's leaving, and you're trying to track down what's fact and what's fiction, but they came through that okay. So who did you lose? Who do you really need to replace? Who do you feel confident about? I mean, what I can say is that offensive line, yes, they were all hurt last year, but they got bodies and they got a lot more coming in. I think they're pretty good right there. That said, if there's a, you know, a blue chipper out there has already played a couple of years in the league or elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Bring him in for a visit, see what he says. and, And we'll go from there. And especially with offensive line this year, don't get mad if you're not playing because look what happened in 23. You'll you'll get to play. Thank you. <laughs> Keep the faith if you're on the bench and you're playing offensive line at South Carolina. Mm. We'll eventually get to you. you that know? was that was harsh. That was like 99 all over again. 11 games, 11 different offensive lines. I mean, they didn't get to that point. I think they only started, I think it was eight line, eight, eight. different lines for the first eight games, and they had the same one for the last four. Yeah. Boy, it, that but, but two of those I guys. We're playing yeah, out of they, were, they were through injury, yeah. <laughs> I got a little secret. Those guys were not 100% healthy. If no, you no. notice, like oh, the, no. run, the run blocking went from solid to horrible against, uh, you know, kind of from after Vandy, you know, in Kentucky and Clemson. It, it, those guys just – I don't think there was a single guy that started. No, every one of them 100%. Even Nick you know? G. After the yeah, Nick, Nick Gargiulo was playing with a busted thumb on his yeah. snapping hand which could explain some of the high snaps. And he had a bad ankle, I believe, right. or maybe it was a foot. I get them all mixed up. But he was playing with two injuries for the last half of that year. And so, he wouldn't come out. No. Uh, he wouldn't come out. You know, they they even tried to, from time to time, you know, here's where what we – no, I'm playing. You know, that's the period of the end. Uh, so hats off to Nick G for doing – everybody, actually, all five of the guys in the final game were banged up. I mean, it's just amazing – some of the things we've heard. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, um, it was it was bad. And, and David nailed it. Since there's not been an offensive line situation like that since nineteen ninety nine as far as the injuries go. Yeah. And and you yeah. know, Carolina in two thousand, if we wanna if we wanna wind it back again, twenty three years, 
all those guys got healthy, and Carolina had a pretty doggone good offensive line in 2000, 2001. A lot of those guys were really, really solid. So it's uh, just incredible. DC, uh, because we're somehow we always get short on time with you. We try to leave more time, but we always have that's, less. I don't get that's, how that that's works. me running my mouth. He's, he's my favorite guest. I guess I, why I'm I, on here. That's why I'm on today. I was like, I pissed <laughs> off that David was on and I wasn't, and I missed it. So I'm like, well, I we gotta were, be we, on today. We when Phil and I reached out to him, we asked him what day would he like to come on, and he said, well, "What day is JC off?" We said Wednesday, and he said, "Okay, well, that's <laughs> oh, that's that's kill me." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Dave fanboy, man. Come on, it's like it's like if Guns and Roses were on the show, you would you wouldn't. Want me off? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jeez. You do that to Axel? No. You wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. till we have Eric Church on. Dim's like, well, Jamie, you're going to be off today because we got Eric yeah, Church. That's, right. <laughs> that's funny. We just scheduled oh, him for Friday. That's what you're saying. <laughs> DC is your Eric Church. Now that's saying something. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big uh, fan. You, I'm a big you fan. You beat your chest I, every yeah. time he writes a huh? I wish yeah, I was on here wearing, wearing all my, my purple and everything, you know, and celebrating the state championship. But unfortunately, we yeah. fell two in short this year. Uh, mm. Oh, lost up there! Uh, lost up there at Amazio and the Red Raiders. And, uh, Greenville County man is coming I, on. I will. Yes. I will say this, and I'm not making excuses because it was a really, mm, really uh, coaching move at the end of the game that they lost the game. But I found out that Finley Polk, Northwestern's quarterback, actually played the second half of that game with a busted collarbone. Oh, I, so knowing that and knowing that he never would have been able to play the next week or the next, I'm like. I'm never going to doubt my kids. I'm like, I don't know if we'd have won the whole thing <laughs> knowing that. Our uh, wow. our system up there in the purple and gold is one guy takes 99% of the snaps, much like yeah. a Todd Ellis, Dickie DeMacy situation. In <laughs> Boy, <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> That's still a great, great season. Only, only lost two games. Unfortunately, they were the first one and the last one. So now, I like yeah. Finley Polk a lot as a prospect. I think yeah. – this this kid's gonna end up getting ACC and probably some SEC offers. I think eventually. I'd, I'm really impressed with uh, with his game. So yeah, Got one more year of him, uh, and really, pretty much the entire team is coming back, especially the defense, which was really good. Um, unfortunately, they're losing Turbo Richard going to Boston College, but uh, you know that's part of high school. Turbo Richard's a guy who might uh, might be a portal guy down the road as well, based on. Uh, I'm, what I'm I've heard stunned that no one's you know really trying to. They say, hey, you really sure you want to go up there and freeze for four years? Why don't you stay down here where it's warmer? Because it's kind of, I, trust I was, me, the uh, the the talking up of Turbo to you know people that need to know has been done. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, I, <laughs> yeah. I, saw, I, saw, I saw Paige a few months ago, and Paige was like, these are the only teams that have really put their best foot forward for this kid. I think he's got a chance to be pretty good, but, you know, we haven't heard from so-and-so and so-and-so. I, I think they all saw 5'8". And said, "Oh well, so, yeah. kind of like Jaden McGowan, you know. Yeah. Again, maybe you'll maybe we'll find him again. I don't know. Um, DC, hey, uh, uh, real quick here, uh, I want to get into a couple quick basketball things, but anything in particular you're going to be paying attention to tonight in the uh, schedule release for Gamecock football? Well, of course, we're going to have it all, and I, I have like a schedule matrix of what games I know and what games I know aren't going to be. Like for instance, the first conference game is September seventh at Kentucky." That's been locked in. But then you just kind of go down the list. And it's like, well, 14th, I know they're not playing A&M or Alabama. And November 9th, I know they're not playing Alabama, LSU, or Ole Miss. So we'll just see how it is. And, of course, I'll, I want to see how they stack the games. You get two bye weeks this year. Of course, you never want to have to see, like, so let me get this straight. They're going to play 
Ole Miss at Alabama and at Oklahoma in three weeks. Mm. Hopefully they won't stack them like that. But you never know. There's always going to be something you like and something you hate. Right now, the first two games, Old Dominion at Kentucky, and then you got Akron in week four. That's a that's a pretty good start. Get some hay in the barn, and hopefully you go forward. But uh, I don't. Th- obviously, they're not going to be having four straight home games to end the year like they did this season because they got to go back to Clemson this season. Yeah, I know they've got uh, Ole Miss coming to town on October the fifth. Uh, I do that's know the that. Ole Miss game. So we've got two SEC games, September 7th at Kentucky, October 5th at home against Ole Miss. Uh, So the rest, yeah, we'll be waiting to find out about Vandy, at Vandy, at Oklahoma, and uh, and then um, at Alabama. And then, of course, LSU, Missouri, A&M, where those fall. So those six six league games. And then finally, D.C., it's a shame because they – it just is what it is with football, but they're 28th in the net. You know, men's basketball is off really to an outstanding start. They've got four games that they absolutely should win here in December. And then they'll, uh, if if anybody hadn't been paying attention, if you were watching this yesterday, we already kind of went over this. But if you get through these four and you sit there at 12 and one, Saturday, January the 6th, all of a sudden, whoa, because Lenardi has two of their four, two of his four buys right now in bracketology or Mississippi State and the Gamecocks, and they play that day in Colonial Life Arena two programs that kind of mirror each other right now in the in the SEC, that will be enormous if they can win these next four, too. Oh, absolutely, uh, Jamie. And, you know, those four games, there there shouldn't be a yip there. I know that some are kind of still holding their breath that we don't regress back to those last five years of the Frank era to where won a lot of games. But, man, there was always that bad one, that bad loss in November, December that just tanked the season before it ever started. With Mississippi State, they're missing a key player right now at Tulu Griffin. The talk has always been that he'll be back by conference play. We'll see if that happens because obviously they're a whole different team if Tulu plays. But USC's playing well. They're playing confident. They came off their only loss so far at Clemson, went to play a tough ECU team on the road and, and gutted out that win. And there were a few there where I'm like, okay, well, the, this is probably going to be the end of the honeymoon. Why? Because they kept missing free throws which is always sure to raise my blood pressure. But they found a way to win. You know, Taylon Cooper hit a big three. B.J. Mack hit a big three. And it's like, okay, cool. So they found a way. They got out there. And now it's just good to be winning again with, with men's basketball. You hope it continues. And, yes, I do think that they should be 12-1 and one going into SEC because, man, getting confidence and getting a lot of wins early, they're going to need it. That first month of the SEC is just – at Bama, at Arkansas, you play Missouri twice, you got Tennessee. Ugh, man, it's a nightmare. But that's what you sign up for. Those 18 games were always going to make or break this season. So now you just have a little more wiggle room in terms of getting to that magical 20 wins, getting that ranking up where it is, because it's a lot better to stay where you are than try to make or push yourself up in those net rankings. So – good to see it's good to see them winning and of course when you got the number one girls on the other side yeah it's it's good to have this right now because it gives you a little more hope after a bad football season and what and ho- hopefully we don't have to pin all of our hopes on baseball again you know? right. <laughs> so that could that could be a lot of pressure for that team to go through but everything i saw in fall practice is like hey offense gonna be pretty good just gotta figure out the pitching a uh, the uh, spring could be a lot of fun, or late winter spring could be a lot of fun for Gamecock athletics of all 
all stays the same. There's a there's they, first, first and second round games in Indianapolis. That's the closest to me. So uh, yeah, it's easy, about three and a half easy, hours. Uh, don't they have one in uh, Charlotte this year? Yeah, but, yes, uh, they do. Clemson, Chicago, David. Clemson's projected to show oh, it, right? Oh, right. I wasn't thinking about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in Chicago yeah. most of the time, but yeah, yeah definitely. Nice. Charlotte. As, as for the ladies, um, the, the regionals, that, that Sweet 16 Eagle Elite 8 rounds, uh, the ones on that South Carolina is likely to be sent to is in Albany, New York. Found a good hotel up there already. So. That's a garden spot in, in March. <laughs> and plus, the arena is where Ric Flair won the 1992 Royal Rumble. Oh. To, to be WWE champion for a very brief time. It was that eight months where he was in WWE before he went back. We need to save that little nugget and uh, see, oh, yeah. see, if, see if Whittle knows that. When, when I went up there in 18 to watch it, that was ages last year. I was like, I, I got to soak in this arena. You know, this this is where history happens. So. I love that. That is awesome. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Little, yeah, you, you're just gonna you're gonna have to come live from Albany on with us now. They've, they've got a picture with of Rick it. Blair. Yeah, they've got a picture up there of Nature Boy winning the winning the belt or not the belt that night, but oh yeah, he did win the belt that night, and that set up the title spot. It was finally gonna be Hogan versus Flair, and that was gonna be at WrestleMania. But depending on who you listen to, either Hulk said no or Rick said no, and they didn't end up doing it, and. WrestleMania, the main event that year was a, uh, 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 how do they call it? A showcase. Hogan wrestled another guy and Flair wrestled another guy. Well, the whole opportunity. when we get to that point in time, we'll have, uh, we'll have, uh, the, uh, last weekend of March. Yeah. Uh, what was I call you? What was I going to call you? Uh, Shoot, I just had a nickname, and now it's escaping. Anyways, I'll come up with it before next Wednesday. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make sure call we do me Bischoff, and we'll be fine. <laughs> no, 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 we'll do that. All right, uh, DC, we got to let you run on that note in the paper in the next few days. What are we looking for? Obviously, we got a lot of uh, high-profile transfers committing to USC. We got the schedule coming in tomorrow, but uh, you know there'll be a lot of basketball in there for this weekend. That's a, that's a story right now. Um, had a, I thought was a good piece last week about Malaysia Full Wiley and how Dawn Staley can coach her and how there's ups and downs, just like when Dawn Staley was a very precocious freshman at Virginia and how her coach handled her. So go back and read that one if you haven't already, but otherwise just keep enjoying a, uh, a really, really nice record for your basketball teams. For those that uh, don't uh, – I don't even know if anybody does anymore, have it dropped off on your doorstep, postandcourier.com is where you want to subscribe. And uh, you get to read uh, everything every day from David Cloniger on the beat of the Gamecocks. Hey, man, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, you're not going to be busy at all, and we know that. So we'll not just, a bit. Uh, we'll find Take something. Care, else. Fellas. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank you yeah. Dave. Good nighters. Thank you. Good nighters. <laughs> David Cloniger <laughs> with the Post and Courier. It is. Uh, we are at the bottom of the hour. We got to get out of here. Uh, we have got a boatload of stuff still to get to over the next couple of hours. We are inside the Gamecocks show. A quick reminder. Holiday season. The website you need to keep in your phone on your computer for the stocking stuffers is Carolina Barbecue Sauce.com. Right? Because you got the Hall of Fame pack, you got the All America pack, you've got all the packs. They've they've introduced two new packs. One that has just the sweet heat sauce and the rub, two sweet heats and one rub. Another one, if you are the mustard base like I am, 
two Carolina Golds in a rub, or you could get the Hall of Fame pack with one of each in the rub. Great time, 10% off with the code ITG23. I understand a ton of you are buying two and three packs of this at a time. That's awesome. Keep it up. You're going to need it. Uh, so CarolinaBarbecueSauce.com. Stuff those stockings just as Shane Beamer is stuffing the transfer portal at this point in time. More on that when we return. Chicken cock originated in Kentucky, like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County, put on ships and barges and shipped down Ohio, down the Mississippi, and got to New Orleans where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And Chicken Cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, which is today Bourbon County. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go game Pops. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today. This holiday season, you can give a gift like never before. Hey guys, it's JB. Rescues in Resin produces custom-designed wood and resin products. From tables to wall art, coasters to cutting boards, and pretty much anything you can dream. Proud Gamecocks and veteran-owned, Dustin and Tabitha are creating products that will blow your family and friends away when they take the wrapping paper off this Christmas. Check them out in the Chief Sports app now to get your custom order in before it's too late. Rescues and Resin are also proud supporters of Carolina Rise and proud partners of the Chief Sports Network. Rescues and Resin at gmail.com or in the Chief Sports app is where you can find them. 
Change your gift-giving game today by ordering a custom design through our friends Tabitha and Dustin in Rescues and Residents. company is Billy G's Carolina Barbecue. We are based in Columbia, South Carolina, and we have two lines of sauces and a spice rub. I mean, when people try our product, they know it's a gourmet product, and it can go on any type of food. It's not surprisingly delicious. It's expectedly delicious. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today. About six minutes past noon here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Welcome back. December the 13th, built by the Barndo Co. And always live from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of the Gamecocks. Phil, JB, JC, until 2 o'clock. Joined here in 30 minutes or so by Chad Holbrook, former head coach at the University of South Carolina. He is currently the College of Charleston's head coach. Uh, We will talk to him about some of this portal stuff. Believe me, we won't miss a beat. We understand uh, what the topic of the day is, but Chad and Scotty Freer, uh, who, who none of y'all know who he is, and, and I understand that, and Colin Morris, and I know you don't know who he is either, but you'll be introduced to those guys later. Uh, they have an unbelievable, like, real podcast that we have signed on as part of the Chief Sports Network. It's available in the Chief Sports app. It's called Chin Music. And uh, their interviews are ridiculous. Uh, if you have time, if you're going to be traveling for the holidays or maybe just kind of lounging around one night and you want to listen to some neat stories, you'll want to pull up the Chief Sports app and it's that easy uh, to to find. I mean, they just interviewed Charlie Warsham. Uh, I know they've had Patrick Davis on there. They've had Pat Kelsey on there. They've had Wyatt Durrett, who just won the 
uh, Songwriter of the Year Award at the CMAs um, last year. Um, they, Blake Mitchell, former quarterback at Carolina, an incredible story. How about how does Roy Williams sound, former head coach at uh, North Carolina? And uh, they've got some really unbelievable stuff teed up. A couple of let Gamecock legends who will be uh, soon sitting down with Coach Holbrook as well. Chin Music is what it's called, and it's in the Chief Sports app now. I will have official release on this down the road, but we're going to get Coach Holbrook in here today to talk about some of that stuff. And, you know, as a college coach, what is it like navigating this thing they call the transfer portal? You might remember he's got a former starting pitcher who's now going to be playing for the Gamecocks this year and Ty Good. Uh, so that's part of our Wednesday lineup today as well. And I uh, can't wait to get my, my good buddy on the air with us and, uh, and have some fun. But uh, obviously the topic is what is going on with the Gamecocks as they have begin, begun to really fill some needs. And we've been talking about this since 11 o'clock this morning. JC also just broke the news uh, maybe, I don't know, about a half hour ago or so, uh, JC, that Jaden McGowan, uh, is the second wide receiver who has uh, committed from the portal, Jared Brown, the first from Coastal just a few days ago. And uh, now McGowan coming, quote, home. He's from the beautiful town of Lawrence, South Carolina. Went up there and played in Nashville for a couple of seasons. He's going to make his way back to the Gamecocks. You mentioned earlier that he is a dude who will probably fit right in where Marion Brown did. I want to ask you about Juju, though, guys. Let's talk about him for a second because he – if if they continue to add depth in this in this running back room uh, from the portal, JC, you also mentioned that they're probably not done from the portal standpoint. Maybe bringing in three running backs. You've got uh, Matthew Fuller signed on in a week. He'll be official. Uh, you'll also be returning DJ Braswell, and uh, and we'll see down the road on Daniel Hill. Um, but um, you know, Juju's a guy who can't be an every down back in the SEC. But, but, boy, he's a quick little booger, and um, and he's got good hands, and he can do a lot of stuff. He's played a lot of football at this level. Is he a guy that you think potentially can make the move out there and and maybe maybe add depth to that receiver room, or would you say that they will no, probably just want to keep him in the backfield? I, I think I think that the tragedy of, of, of the running back room depth in general and, and the tragedy of him getting injured like he did breaking his collarbone was the that they, uh, they just – they didn't have anybody at running back and, and you kind of, they kind of played him like RB two, Like he's the second back. I don't think you can do that with him. I think that he is at his best, as you said, as kind of a, uh, he, he's an RBX basically, you know, like he's the, he's an X factor guy. You got to move him around, put him in the slot, line him up, tall sweep, run him wide, that kind of thing. That's when he is at his best. Uh, and he, he the, the great thing about Juju McDowell is it, he makes plays, you know, uh, he's not a guy that if you play him 80 snaps, he's going to make – I mean, his 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 percentage is going to be a little low being an every down back. But you play him 17, you know, 15 to 17, uh, whether that's catching passes, whether that's returning kicks, uh, whether that's whatever, and he's been proven to make plays. I mean, think about, uh, you know, even the Clemson game uh, last year that Carolina won. I mean, he, he unfortunately got tracked down from behind at the one-inch line, but – that was a big play for Juju. He scored touchdowns against Tennessee in the big win last year. Uh, against Florida this year, two touches, two touchdowns. Uh, North Carolina win in the bowl. Uh, his freshman year, he had a what a twenty-eight yard touchdown scamper on an outside zone play, um, or maybe it's a pass. Uh, it was a pass that kind of does a run. Whatever. Uh, the guy can make plays, and so I, I think he remains a very valuable part of this offense. 
uh, as, as we continue to see it evolve. And, you know, we, we talk about young playmakers needing to step up. We talk about portal guys needing to come in and acclimate. You've got a guy there already that's capable of, um, of making plays uh, when used properly and, and giving them the opportunity. Let's go back to the quarterback position. Um, AJ Swan. We were speaking yesterday with the golden tones of the great Mike Morgan. Mike Morgan. Um, <laughs> we love Mike. Who, who was it not long ago, a couple weeks ago, Phil? I don't think it was that long ago, was it? That someone was like, I'd like Mike Morgan to sing me to sleep. Oh, that's new. Maybe we, my, maybe that's a maybe that's an NIL opportunity for Mike. A lot of that, you know. You know, oh, like yeah. maybe can maybe he can record some lullabies. Can sing over Mike. That's what that's what we need to do to add. You know, we we've got we have ten programs on as part of the Chief Sports Network now on our app. Maybe we need to start going that route, where uh, folks can pay. I say us. They, they sure sure wouldn't want me to do it. I, I wouldn't imagine. Um, may, maybe pay Mike to record lullabies and and happy birthdays uh, and you know. Maybe get, get JC like to cameo going. We'd advertise that he'd he'd make a killing on that. Who Mike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, would somebody pay Mike to sing them? You know, to sleep. You know, like you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star. I don't know. But um, anyways, I apologize, guys. We we that was just a we're we're uh, we're in the business of you know growing business. Sometimes you just gotta have those conversations. But um speaking of you guys, I thought about this too. You guys know that on uh, Apple Music now, you you like can get on there. I don't know if you guys yeah, you guys are all iPhone users, both of you. Mike Warren's not. Yeah, Mike's a, Mike's the green a green text goblin, but uh yeah, uh you know, and we, and we certainly do think less of him for that. So um there's no doubt. It's uh, all right, so anyway, he uh <laughs> Uh, you can get on Apple Music now, and like I looked at the other day, it's like JC Sherbert's radio station. And I guess this algorithm figures out what the heck I listen to, like the the the, the melodies and stuff, and comes up with like a, cons- a constant playlist based on artificial intelligence for my musical preferences. Oh, and it was one of the most badass things I've ever heard. Of. I was like listening to JC Sherbert radio the other day. I was like, that's pretty cool. And then I, yeah. I thought about, but maybe. I wonder if there's a way to do like the show's radio station on uh, like our show, you know, and it, it took maybe data from all of us, but since Mike is a, uh, is a part of it and he's a, he's a green goblin user bro, we probably can't do that because it, it's all through Apple. So. Yeah. We'll look and then you that. end up with a teenager in your house, JC, who ruins that algorithm completely. So when I turn <laughs> on the Mother Night family radio station, Yo, oh my. <laughs> hey, I bet that's I bet that is a riot. Cause I, I and I bet because oh, I've Fam station is a riot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've known you and Dina for so long, I'd probably just laugh my way every time something came on. I mean, I, I that's how I entertain myself like Nat and I during the pandemic. We throw on YouTube, right, and put it on random play, like in like video music videos. And so we'd sit there and like so so we got we, a ton of like Eric Church medley, and then that would go off, and then uh, Journey, a, a music video from Journey would come on, and we we're like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's how bored we got uh, <laughs> over the pandemic. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of, of lullabies and Mike and, and myself. Uh, Nat, when we first met, and I was still in Atlanta, and she was in Chicago, she said she used to put on J.C. and Morgan and go to sleep mm. at night. 
I well, know, I, I kind of was wondering whether this, that's me or was that Mike? No, yeah, it's kind of weird. I was about to say, I don't know that that's the best uh, advertisement for business, but um, but I, you know, that's very kind of her to say, right? Yeah. That y'all have soothing voices, I guess. I, I guess so. Um, she she was very impressed that I, you know, of, of my my knowledge. She's like, I can't believe you know all that. And I'm like, and you just, I'm like, yeah, have a, my head's huge, so you got a something's up there. It's not just gray matter. I've kind of got this thing down. Um, we, do you mind if I slip back into football or should we stay on the playlist? No, let's, just, let's keep going. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Uh, let's back um, into football. I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 I'm in a much better mood than I was on Sunday. Well, uh, look, I, I think, you know, and, and we've got this A.J. Swan situation going on. I, I, um, I would uh, precaution people. Uh, you know, don't look at at his stats and and come jump to some conclusion. Mike yesterday mentioned that uh, he had spoken with numerous sources. You know, this is totally independent of us. I have no idea who Mike talks to, uh, but he has sources everywhere, and they're good ones. And he doesn't use the bad ones. I've learned that. Um, but uh, he's got some pretty good quality folks that he trusts up there. Who, when this kid signed with the Commodores a couple of years ago, they they liked how he threw the football and said that, according to Mike, they had not had a pure passer like this uh, since Jay Cutler walked through the doors and set all those records up there in Nashville. Now, somebody who hears that, let me let me back the truck up for a second, right? Mike was not comparing him to Jay Cutler. That's not what he was doing. I don't, I don't think that was the point of it. Actually, I know it wasn't the point of that. What he was mentioning was how how well he throws the football. He he has that, and if you watched him play at all, we've seen him play. He's played against Carolina. Um, if you've if you've seen him play, he's got some touch. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so I, I I go back to what you said earlier, and DC said the same thing in the last at the end of the last hour, um, and the fact that generally you know these transfer quarterbacks who have been starters they transfer to start. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I don't and, and, and let, let, let's be clear, right, Phil, JC, like he's not if he does transfer to Carolina, looks good right now. Um, if he does, he's not transferring going, yeah, man, I kind of just want to sit the bench. And uh, if anything happens to Lenoris, I'll be right there. But if not, it's all good. Man. I'm just going to hang out over here and have some snacks and wave to the fans. No, he's not going to do that. Like he wants to come to Carolina and he wants to be the starting quarterback. Uh, he's probably behind and probably well behind but that's good for this game football program to have that competition you have to have competition man and it's just going to make lenora sellers better lenora's isn't going to back down from it um i see some concern here from Corey in the chat box uh swan can run a little bit but it's this offense the good thing about it is it's not all one thing i mean you know so you had spencer rattler last year it's it's the there's all kinds of quarterback runs in the playbook that they can call uh it's actually a as a playbook they actually have more in than satterfield did which you know don't don't panic guys because <laughs> you know you you notice there was no confusion this year they just they got beat they got beat right um but it's real easy to learn and very versatile uh the system is uh you know so all you do is is if you have to change quarterbacks you you just dial it up a little different you know um, your, your pass calls against cover two are going to be your same five. Your run calls probably change a little bit. Run on AJ Swan as much as you do sellers. So, 
He's um, thrown uh, yeah, just but, but nine. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, make no mistake about it. AJ Swan is good. I mean, he Ken Seals started there as a true freshman with Mike Wright. You guys remember Mike Wright, uh, and then Swan comes in and takes the job. So they've they've progressively they progressively got better and better, and now everybody's gone. So um, you know, you feel for Vandy, but uh, you know, to me, I think I think experience CC. If you're looking for a quote unquote insurance policy. Uh, at quarterback to add depth, to have competition. I can't think of a guy better. And, and I'm considering everything here too. I'm, I'm talking NIL demands uh, and all that. I can't think, I, I can't, I, AJ Swan's the type of guy you have to go look at. And there's some other names out there that could emerge if Swan maybe wants to go somewhere or he has maybe a start. But um, I think that's the kind of guy you need uh, to, to beef up that QB room a little bit. There's, I mean, he's, you would have had Tanner Bailey had Tanner not left, and obviously AJ's got a lot more experience and then probably a little bit better arm too than Tanner did. And that's not taking a shot at Tanner. That's just uh, the truth. Uh, big kid too, six three, just nine picks in uh, almost four hundred career passes as well, um, which is is certainly that's good uh, for for a Vanderbilt team that that didn't block very well. You know they they've obviously had some talent up there at the skill positions, right, guys? I mean. Think about Ray Davis, you know, gone to Kentucky. Uh, think about all these receivers that are in the portal. Everybody wants them. Jaden McGowan, London Humphreys, Will Shepard. Um, you know, they've had some tight ends that have get, been some talented guys, you know, um, but collectively it's just not a very good football team. And golly, I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. The one thing I'll say on the quarterback recruit, uh, recruiting the quarterback position too in the portal which I find like I would love to 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 have a conversation one day with Coach Beamer about this and Dowell Loggins about this, and if we could get to that point here in a few months when things have kind of calmed down, is how how you have to navigate the portal for a starting quarterback under which scenario like or under which umbrella you're under, right? So like um what am I what am I saying here? If Spencer Rattler was returning next year and you knew that he had one more year to go, what type of portal targets are you going after? Are you going after, you know, guys who clearly want to come in and start, um, but, you know, they know that they – like, are you going to you know, take a flyer on that type of guy? He knows he's probably going to be behind Rattler, but after that, it seems likely that it'll be his gig versus bringing a guy in to compete with Lenore Sellers we saw Lenores this year. We did, personally. I mean, most of these quarterbacks probably didn't because they were playing games when the Gamecocks were. But um, but you've got Lenora Sellers, who is going to be a redshirt freshman. This seems like his program for the next couple of years if he if he earns that, and he's well on his way to doing it, of course. So how do you how do you target quarterbacks based on the quarterbacks that you have on your roster? Without because you don't want to miss, right, JC? Like last year when they missed on the running backs, like it put them in a in a in an awful situation. Like you, so you you don't want to miss. You can't miss, but you also maybe can't go after this guy or that guy like you'd like to, because if you do miss, then you're going to be left with nothing. So you have to be you know very cautious and very picky about who you target, why you target them, and what they bring to the room and all this. I, I would just I would just love to be a fly on the wall and see what that board looks like and why it looks that way. 
That was fascinating. And keep in mind now with the portal, quarterback recruiting is a total. It's almost its own thing, you know. And as Mike's pointed out, and I'm sorry if my internet's messing up right now. Uh, it's, I'm getting a little swirly thing here, but uh, as Mike's pointed out, five of the last seven Heisman Trophy winners have been transfer quarterbacks. Yeah, this is this has been going on even before the portal. You know, Lincoln Riley arguably has built a career on transfer quarterbacks. Um, so uh, you better start trying to build a career on playing some daggum defense. But uh, you know, it it's it, it, and the and it you can only play one at a time, and that's the bottom line. Nobody likes to ride the bench. So, uh, and I think, quite frankly, guys, that could end up being an equalizer to a certain extent in college football. Uh, because you're going to have some of these power teams that are an injury away from being in trouble at that position. You know, uh, you know, Ohio State. One day they've got five five stars. The next day, they got nobody. Um, and, it, and that happened to Alabama a few years ago. The Alabama uh, Jalen Hurts freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody hurt for Teddy gotten hurt in 2016. <laughs> they're going to be they're gonna, uh, up Poop Creek. Uh, Clemson's quarterback situation. Look at that. What if, what if something happened to Cade this past year? Right. Who would have, I mean, they wouldn't have crossed the 50 against some teams. Well, uh, you know, boy, that's a it, conversation, it, it, isn't it? I mean, Clemson yeah. apparently is set to stand pat. They're not going to get a portal quarterback as of I now. saw that. Now, I, I, I'll tell you this there are some tall, there's some tall, they may try to flip a high school kid, like a good one. And I'll just keep that name to myself. It's nobody that would, you know, Carolina needed to worry about. But uh, there is talk about that. But you know, that that depth up there is scary. Especially, let's say that the kid from Birmingham that was the quote the five star. Let's say he's not ready, and Cade gets hurt. That that would be that would scare me if I were Clemson. <laughs> really, seriously, uh, they. Uh, but that's going to be the reality. It's, it's going to fluctuate. Carolina's been fortunate to have uh, good depth. Yeah, Corey knows it. Lagway, the kid committed to Florida. Uh, that's kind of wow. the talk around town. But, uh, it, you know, Carolina's gone from all of, you know, a great situation and a lot of options depth wise uh, to needing to get a portal guy. So uh, it's just, it's going to fluctuate year to year. But you're right that, that how you target it, how you put it all together, uh, when you have a need for depth, but you, you don't necessarily need to go fork it out for a starter that's fascinating to me and you're right i would love to to pick uh shane beamer dowell loggins they, kind of their brain and their philosophy uh on it i know some of it just from talking to informed people you know but i would i'd, I'd love I, I could spend a day talking about this subject with uh people that are heavily involved with it because it is fascinating it is very fascinating there's um there's there's no question about that, and it changes every year. And some 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 programs have the luxury of, uh, especially when it comes to quarterbacks, just target the best one, just target the best one and go get him. And and we've got every resource available. I, 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 that's not necessarily the situation that South Carolina is in, um, but um, it certainly makes this conversation unique because it's never been had before in college football. The transfer portal has changed all of that. Yo, guess who is in that situation though? It has that luxury. Maddie Rule Cakes and the Nebraska Cornhuskers and the Mad Scientist. Do they are they they're, they're going to probably flip Rayola from Georgia, five star number one guy, high school, and they're probably getting Kyle McCord. Yeah, I, I T J McCord. 
is it T, it's TJ McCord, right? No, no, it's CJ Stroud was last year. Kyle McCord is this year's Ohio State guy. Yeah, I get him confused yeah, all the time. I'm like CJ McCord, Kyle Stroud. Bleh. Either way, uh, it, yeah, that, that room will have a boatload of talent. And uh, yeah, but so did South Carolina and Spencer Rattler. It is twelve twenty eight. Uh, I wanted to quickly before we hit a timeout uh, and and get to Chad Holbrook coming up here. The portal conversation, by the way, won't be done. Um, just so you know, Chad won't be on our program just to talk about his college Charleston baseball team. Uh, he he he's pretty well versed in everything. Um, uh, so you're going to really enjoy this, and we cannot wait to. If you haven't opened up the Chief Sports app uh, just yet, at the end of the program, check it out and listen to some of the uh, new episodes of Chin Music, his new podcast. Uh, with Colin Morris and Scotty Freer. But um, uh, before we get there, I want to tell you and show you a neat product. Rescues and Resin is their dear friends of Carolina Rise. They're dear friends of our programming. They're dear friends of our network. And they're dear friends personally to all of us. I've Great sent people. this Phil, I've sent this photo to Phil. Uh, Tabitha and Dustin are awesome. Um, Dustin is uh, kind of an American hero, if you will, with what he's done, uh, his service to our country. Um, and I asked Phil to, to pop this on the screen. I had these custom made and you can have these custom made as well. Uh, we will, I'm going to keep some, but, uh, the others will be going to our family Christmas party later on this week in the, um, in the gift exchange. But, um, these are custom coasters and, uh, I, I, I just let him kind of do whatever he wanted to do. So he kind of did a little bit of a hodgepodge with, uh, different logos and, and things like that. Aren't those neat? They're never going to – like, you're not going to stain them with the condensation from a drink. You can't get them anywhere. Nowhere. Uh, you know, you will be able to eventually, but rescuesandresin.com is where you can custom order them now. You see the Carolina Rise one, the Gamecocks one, the Chainlink USC, the uh, the official logo of the university, the Block C. I mean, you can get all that stuff done um, with Rescues and Resin. Cannot thank them enough. I'm telling you, you you're going to want to order these. Now, look. It's not like you're going to order four for fifteen dollars. Like they're they're you know you're going to have to spend fifty sixty bucks to get them, but they are so worth it. And JC, a large portion of that goes to Carolina Rise, right? So uh, can't thank them enough. Everybody wins with our partners at Rescues and Residents. Just want to show you what I'll be using around my house, and hopefully I can win my gifts back. So I'll have eight instead of four uh, after this coming weekend. But um, Really, really love it. Can't thank them enough. What a great gift. Rescues and resin, if you'd like to have some custom, anything would, but uh, especially something this simple uh, made this holiday season or any season, birthday season, whatever it is, uh, rescuesandresin.com. I mean, they, they, those of you that love to do charcuterie like I do on game days, they've got pretty awesome boards and stuff. And, uh, you know, I know some of you out there own condos around the stadium that uh, you entertain. Uh, you know, it doesn't have, to have Carolina Rise on it. It could be they have the license to do the Gamecock Block C. Uh, I saw the the official university logo on one of JB's uh, coasters. There, um, great stuff. Uh, it's stuff you that you can't get everywhere else. Yeah. So, there's no doubt. Rescues in Resin dot com. As Jan says, a Yeti doesn't sweat. No doubt. <laughs> I'm with you, Jan. I, well, I've always got a Yeti nearby. In my house. All right, uh, we've got to hit a timeout. Really looking forward to having this conversation uh, with uh, one of the great people in this state, uh, Chad Holbrook, up next on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Down here in the South, 
We don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams, or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in southern soil, are crafted by southern hands, and proudly represent the south in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Welcome to Palm Casual Patio Furniture. Because we are the factory, Palm Casual has the ability to offer the highest quality outdoor furniture paired with world-class service. Since 1979, our factory showrooms have done our best to make the buying process as easy as possible for our customers. Our understanding of the many factors that go into your decision has helped us create our 30-day trial period that increases the level of comfort our customers feel during the shopping experience. Visit us in Somerville and online at palmcasual.com. Gamecock owned and operated. Michael Campbell arrived at South Carolina in 2003 after growing up in Virginia and was dubbed the Winchester Rifle by Gamecock's great Tommy Moody in the broadcast booth. He left in 2006 a legend, a career 315 hitter and 20th round draft pick of the San Diego Padres. Campbell was first all-time in games played at bats and triples, second all-time in hits with 299 singles and total bases, third all-time in doubles, top 10 in runs scored and RBI, and he hit 31 home runs in his career for the Gamecocks. Now he's passing his knowledge to the next generation through his business, Soup's Swing Shop. If your son or daughter wants to improve their game, Soup's Swing Shop offers virtual lessons. Mike will connect with you, diagnose your swing, and create a special game plan to help improve it. Call him at 859-414-8240. Email soupsswingshop at gmail.com or find them on social media and on the Chief Sports app. Soup's Swing Shop. Play ball. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barn Doe Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let yourself be light From now on Our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us 
Well, Gamecock fans are off to a good start this holiday season. Shane Beamer and his staff doing work in the portal as a couple of big-time running backs have made their way to Columbia. One of them not quote-unquote official yet, but it will be uh, in the words of Elton John, who maybe one day will be on the Chin Music podcast, Rocket Man uh, is uh, is coming, Elton. according to sources. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I was saying maybe one day Elton John will be on the – That'd be a Chin cool guest. No, yeah, that no. would probably be, no, be, a, be a good get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, everybody should recognize this guy. He's one of the great baseball coaches in America, Chad Holbrook at the College of Charleston. Uh, and um, we understand that, of course, this is inside the Gamecocks, but he's got what I think. And I, I know when I sent this to JC, his response to me was, dude, that is badass. Uh, he's got the makings of something great with this new podcast. It's a true podcast, no video or anything. Just listen whenever called chin music. And, uh, so we wanted to make sure that we got him on, but the good thing about you coach is like, we can talk about anything. And if you think for two seconds, you're going to sit here and not talk about the portal. You have to, you don't have any choice because you go through it like every other coach does out there. But, man, it sure is good to see you. I'm glad to have you and so happy for what you're doing, and we're happy to partner with you. It is up on the app now. People can listen to all the episodes that are available, and uh, and there's plenty more to come. We all know that. Well, we're, we're thrilled, Jamie, and I appreciate you listening to a few of our shows and and, and giving us a thumbs up. You know, there's a, there's a, re, a neat correlation parallel between music and sports, and, um, and, and one of my fellow hosts is an incredible world-class guitar player. And, uh, and obviously I'm a coach and he loves athletics and I love music. And, um, so we're bringing two different, uh, angles, I guess, to the conversation and we're going to talk about all things, but, but it's not only musicians and coaches. It's, uh, I want to talk to musicians, coaches, leaders, leadership, you know, is, you know, fascinates me as well. And, uh, and, and I love picking people's brains that are extremely successful in what they do. And, uh, it's a, I don't play much golf, so I have time to have some conversations and, and learn from the learn from the best and uh, or learn from the great ones. And just had a couple hour conversation with Mark Bryan and Hootie and the Blowfish, and it was a fascinating conversation. Um, you know, I mean, just think, you know, we we can me and you talk about baseball and say, what if this didn't happen? Yeah. Would we have won the national championship in two thousand and ten? Like if if you know all ifs ands and buts in athletics, but. What if Mark Bryan didn't choose to come to the University of South Carolina and ever hear Darius Rucker sing in the shower? Would there ever be a Hootie and the Blowfish? I mean, it's, it's crazy, fascinating stuff to think about the what ifs, but picking his brain on songs, his love for the Gamecocks, his love for athletics, um, where some ideas came from, where the Hootie started, their tour in 2024. I know they're coming to Columbia and going to be around. I mean, uh, and how popular they are now, if not more popular now than they were when they broke out. Um, the power of music is real. Well, you know, if you want to get Darius, you're going to have to do the interview on the golf course. 
Well, we're going. I got a trick up my sleeve. Um, we had Roy Williams on, and and um, we're going. I'm going to try to trick Darius to come on. I, we'll get him. He, he lives close by, and Mark just came on. Roy Williams has come on. Pat Kelsey's come on. I might have Don stay on here real soon. So hopefully, uh, we can put some peer pressure on Darius and get him to drive across the street and come see us. I'm with you. Yeah, I think he'll do it. I, I think he'll. I we know where to find him. Uh, if not, um, so. Will you tell – I've mentioned both of their names, but if you don't mind, uh, tell us who's involved in this and why they're involved with you. Well, Scotty Fryer is a world-class guitar player, and he's the talent manager uh, for the Windjammer. So all the all the um, the acts that come into the Windjammer and play on IOP is, is booked by Scotty. So he knows everybody in the music industry, um, from the agents in Nashville to the songwriters, You know, having Wyatt Durrett on our podcast, and the guy's written 17 number one songs and picking his brain about – where chicken fried came from or where beautiful crazy came from or where colder weather came from. All those are, are crazy stories and fascinating to me. So Scotty's in touch with the, uh, the, the musical side of things. I think I can have access to a few folks in the athletic world. And, um, and then Colin Morris is our producer and our tech guy. And um, he's a Gamecock and played in the band at South Carolina. And um, so he, he knew me back from the day when, when I was up there in Columbia coaching. So, we uh and they're all, all you know, I coached at South Carolina. Scotty's a big Gamecock, born and raised in Columbia. Colin obviously went to school at South Carolina, and we have some South Carolina ties, but we have some ties in the music industry, and we have some ties in the athletic arena, and we think it breeds uh, uh you know, some fascinating conversation. Why, why are you doing this? Because you're a college baseball coach, right? And you know what? What I mean, I know you said you in, enjoy it, but like, why now? Well, I think my brain needs stimulation. Um, I, I <laughs> so love to learn. Mine, especially love, during portal season. <laughs> <laughs> I love to, I love love to learn. I love to talk. Uh, um, I love to hear fascinating stories of things that took place on a baseball field or a football field or a basketball court, and I love to hear the stories about where an idea for a, a song came. You know. Athletics is powerful. You you can fill up 80,000 seat football stadiums, obviously, and get a community behind a team and all come together and cheer. But music does the same thing. And, um, and in fact, you can make a case that music may be one of the most powerful forms of entertainment, you know, in, in the world. So it's a uh, conversation fascinates me and it stimulates my brain. I don't play golf. And, uh, and I would literally burn out if I coached, recruited, hit the portal, if I did that 24 hours a day, I think I'd lose my mind. So I need I need a little sanity in my life. Yeah, dude, I'm right there with you. Sports, I, I think my hobby became my job, right? right. Sports, Gamecock sports. You know, it, it used to be like fun time. And so now I'm like into politics. And, uh, that's my ho- <laughs> that's a hobby, music. Cool. Uh, you know, mo- I used to like movies, but Hollywood's just gone to the dumpster. You know, but uh, I'm with you there, Coach. It's uh, it, you have to get away from from sports sometimes to to keep your keep your sanity. And a lot of folks do play golf, which I guess is sports. But I, I'm with you. I don't. So, uh, well, I love to play, and when I do get to play, but I just you know, I, if I come at home, I come home from practice. The first thing I do is get in front of a TV screen or my computer and do the next day's practice, or look at YouTube videos of music guys performing, or or. <laughs> listen to a Howard Stern interview with a, a musician about where their start, you know, their journey in music or, or talking to an a, interviews with other athletes or coaches. And it, it's fascinating to me to see how different successful people's brains work. And, um, you know, I, and I love music and 
I love hearing the story of where chicken fried came from. I love, you know, in fact, it took 13 years to write. And then Beautiful Crazy, which is a certified diamond song, which is one of only 20 songs in the history of music That's is certified crazy. diamond. And the guy in the guy that wrote it's right down the road. And he wrote it in 15 minutes. <laughs> so chicken fried takes 13 years. Beautiful mm -hmm. crazy takes 15 minutes. And and one certified diamond and one's one that uh, obviously everybody knows the jingle and everybody can sing along. Uh, it's just crazy to me. And, um, and and on top of that, music is timeless, like athletics in, in many stretches. You know, Mark, we talked about the national championship in 2010 on our podcast today. And I really, it's, it's, when I say timeless, it feels like still it's yesterday. And uh, I know it's been 13 years now, which is hard for me to believe. But to me, I can remember like yesterday jumping on that dog pile of singing on my wall right there. And I still remember putting that jersey on that's right there on the shelf that I wore, I wore in the national championship game. And those things will be with me forever. But uh, so in that way, in that sense, music and sports is timeless in many respects. Do, do you feel like, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to ask a question like this because you've got, you've done so much, but like, do you feel like when you won those national championships at Carolina with coach Tanner and all those guys, like that almost re released you into something else coach? Like we did it. We're national champions. I've got, I've got two rings to prove it. Like it, it freed your mind up. Like everybody, if you play college baseball, that's your that's your dream, that's your goal to win a national championship, especially at the, especially at that level where you, you played at North Carolina, coach at North Carolina, you come to South Carolina. That's the goal is to win the national championship. And then when you did when you do that, it's it, I, I almost feel like sometimes people lose their way. Like, well, we've done it. So like what what do we do next? Like what what did that do? How did you take in that moment and what did it do for your next? I mean, I well, mean, you became the yeah. national, you became that coach at Carolina. I get that, right. but like, from a goal setting standpoint, like I always dream, like watching as a kid, two two areas of baseball that I watched all the time growing up. I watched seven thirty five on TBS when the Braves came on, and and I wanted to watch the College World Series uh, when Bill Bates played at Texas, and they used to roll their uniforms up, and they'd play Will Clark and Rafael Palmero. It was just a dream to every step foot on the hollowed ground of Omaha and Rosenblatt Stadium. I never really thought it would become a reality. Then in 2006, I was at the University of North Carolina, and uh, we made it to the College World Series, and I got to experience it. We lost in the national championship game to Oregon State. And I, as a person, as a coach, as someone that just only dreamed about being in a particular spot, to sit there and look around and say, wow, I mean, this is like the Taj Mahal of, of my profession. And uh, – and, you know, it just, I, I don't really know how to describe it other than being surreal and totally, I get chills thinking about it today. Um, but then in 2010, when we had a chance to win it, you know, our, some of the lessons that I learned in 2006 and 2007 and 2008 from going with North Carolina, um, there were so many lessons that you learn when you go one time and then and you, you react better and handle it the second time that you go. But that 2010 team, we hadn't been to Omaha from South Carolina in a few years and but they had a different makeup and a different mentality. And when we wanted, it was just the, you know, we, we climbed Mount Everest, so to speak from a, you know, it's every coach's, every player's dream. And I don't know if it changed me or my mindset on what I wanted to do professionally, but it was certainly a feather in the cap that no one could take away from you. Um, I mean, how cool is it that I was a part of a program that won the, the last game in Rosenblatt stadium. And then we turned around and won the first national championship in TD Ameritrade and, 
um, I'll always be grateful to the University of South Carolina for allowing me to be a part of that. It's a, it's the, it's, it is the pinnacle in the, of the history of Gamecock athletics. I mean, you know, pe- football will always take the cake, and I get it. Eleven wins in a year in the Eastern Division title, which was the same year. I remember when Coach Spurrier. Did you ever talk to Coach Spurrier after you won that title? Because he, he would always publicly <laughs> say it. Like he, was, he and Don, I think, were on the plane with us home. They 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 uh, they flew home with us, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really really cool to see he he and Don cheering from the press box that night when that when Whit Merrifield's hit fell in the right field. That was. Uh, it was a really cool, cool moment. Those two included. How many national championship winning coaches are in your are in your role in your phone? Like you could go through your phone. This guy's won a national championship. This guy's won. A, this lady. How many? Well, think you're in I, I might have a world record in that one because Anson Dorrance, I think, won nineteen or maybe twenty at North Carolina. Um, Roy's won three. Dom's won two. Right. Um, uh, Coach Tanner's won two. Uh, Shoot, I, I got some more coaches on there. There's one a few too. I, it's that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. My players will get my phone every now and again uh, and go, start going through my rolodex to see who my contacts are, and they get a kick out of it because all these recruits that I recruited over the years are fun. Their their cell phone numbers still in my phone. Some I didn't coach, and some I hadn't talked to since I recruited them. But uh, our players get a kick out of it when they see Corey Seager, who signed with the Gamecocks. You know that they, they yeah. see his number on there, or, or see Mookie Betts, or somebody like that. But uh, other than that, I'm, I'm lucky to have been around some damn, damn, damn good coaches, and uh, that's a cool thing for me. God, I think I've only got two in my phone, you and Coach Tanner. Well, Gary Gilmore's <laughs> another one. He won one at Coastal Carolina. Yeah. And all the coaches recently, there's one one, obviously, because of the baseball fraternity I have in my phone as well. But, um, yeah, but Anson Dorrance, he's won a boatload of them. Karen Shelton, the field hockey coach at North Carolina, she's won a boatload of them. Um, yeah, so that's uh, – you might be in the Guinness How hard it is. People don't understand how hard it is. So, so, we're talking today. How many – Jamie, we won 22 NCAA tournament games in a row. Think will, that ever ha- will that ever happen again in our lifetime? Jeez, man. I mean – You think that will happen? I, I just ESPN, can't ESPN's doing a – it's not a 30 for 30, but it's one of those stories, SEC story. They're, yep. they're doing one on those two teams. We just got interviewed a couple uh, months ago. It's going to be really, really cool for all Gamecock fans. I mean, it's I'm glad you said that. Powerful moments. I didn't know if I was allowed to say anything about that or not. I, I found out about oh, that shit. a little while back. Oh, no, I don't know. Is that? I guess is that public? I, I, I it know. is now. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I had to use a public arena to do my interview, so everybody walked by and saw what the heck was going on. I don't know. I hope I didn't screw up, but if I did, it's going to be a really, really cool documentary. South Carolina fans can get pumped about that one. And I apologize to ESPN or SEC Network <laughs> if I screwed up. We, we just got shut down, JC. The network is <laughs> going to be on our case. No, it's, a, it's okay. Um, they, they, so, I don't think I signed anything that told me to shut up. I don't, I don't think so. But, no, it's, a, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about it until Coop said something. He's like, man, I just got interviewed for this uh, 30 for 30. I said, 30 for 30. Oh yeah. Anyways, um, so this is the way. Wait, 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 wait. I, I was off in Never Neverland. There's a th- so about Gamecock baseball about those teams. Yeah, yeah. ten and eleven team. I mean, yeah, they're doing a they're doing a documentary on it. Um, it's it, yeah. probably like an SEC story kind of thing for yeah. SEC. Okay, isn't yeah. it coming? Is it 2025 when they're playing? Yeah, I think it's gonna it? be a couple of years. Um, 2025. Yeah. You know, I, I'll, I'll do a shout out. I think this is okay. But one of the people 
that had the biggest influence in making this happen was a, one of our former players named Jake Williams. Jake was the left fielder on the 2011 team. And uh, obviously it maybe the one of the most important throws in Gamecock history when he threw out the win and run from Florida and, and Jake didn't have a good arm, but, uh, uh, but he threw that guy out. And uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, he had a really cool that Jake, a former player really had so much passion about, this story being told that he pushed it as hard as he did. And uh, really cool. Proud of Jake. That's him. All right. I remember I, the first one I broke down on the living room floor. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I never thought, the, I mean, <laughs> I never thought the Gamecocks would win a national championship in any sport. You know? well, I mean, I, baseball was always close, but you know. To one of the neatest things about that was after, when I talked to Mark Bryan today about it, it's, you know, 65 and 70 year old men were were jumping on the field after that game, crying. I mean, cry, I mean, literally crying. And then when we get back to the hotel, and obviously the social media stuff is off the chart from coming from Columbia. But then getting like security fee, like owners of bars, like owners of Pavlov sending us <laughs> sending us security feeds of the moment, what how the crowd reacted the moment the hit fell in play and watching people just fall on the floor like you did or tear up or, you know, hug the hugs and everything that took place. Uh, that'll be with me forever too. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Just to show you what kind of petty uh, uninformed baseball fan I am. Cause I'm, I'm just a fan. I don't know much about the game. Unlike the John Whittle and JB, but uh, I was mad at Whit Merrifield the whole world series, you know, because <laughs> I, I don't know if it, if it was like he was, Striking out at weird times or what, but just the fan in me, I was like, oh, God, here comes Whit Merrifield. <laughs> this dude can't hit a lick. And now look at not, – not only did he have the, the most important hit in Gamecock history, he's uh, one of the better hitters in Major League Baseball. So, he's, one, uh, he's led the American League in hits a few years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to show you what kind of moron I am, I'm, I'm like, wow, hey, you know. You think, you think you're the only one out there? There's plenty of those guys that you know, do like, this all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, here he – I'm like that in baseball. I'll, I'll get I'll get petty about people. I'll be like, oh, here he comes again. My goodness. Uh, and I always get surprised. But, man, I'll, uh, my opinions at the time, you know, 13 years ago aside, boy, that was a moment. And uh, I was glad Mike Patrick called it, too, on ESPN. Because Mike, Mike Patrick's kind of the yeah. voice to me of the College World Series as well. Yeah. he he. You know, that was – Gamecock fans gave ESPN a lot of a lot of heat. Yeah, I remember during those 48 hours we were playing UCLA because they felt like they were pro-UCLA and – Seemed like we weren't media wise getting much respect out there. At least our players felt that way. And that maybe was fuel to the fire, but you didn't need much fuel to, you know, motivate guys like Adrian Morales and Whit Merrifield and Roth and all those guys were phenomenal competitors. But, but yeah, it was, it was kind of cool for us to, you know, I mean, you haven't, come on, we have Blake Cooper from Nisa, South Carolina throwing 86. We got, we're playing against Garrett Cole, who's made $900 billion in Major League Baseball. And, He's throwing. I don't even know. We couldn't even see the ball. He's throwing so hard, and uh, but they out, we outcompeted him. Found a way to win, and uh, yeah, and that's that's some of the stories I think that you'll probably hear when that SEC story comes out. You know, you might actually hear some of these stories on the Chin Music podcast that is out. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hope I hope we can. Yeah. There's been a lot of Gamecocks out there that's been really good to me over the years, and I hope I hope they'll give us a listen. It's uh. I think there's some cool conversation there. And I, I want to celebrate achievement um, on the athletic field, both when I was at South Carolina, we're going to celebrate, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to have some of my former players on. Kind of cool for a coach to interview a player or a coach to interview a musician and uh, a non-media person. 
I guess some of my people call it the new media here. You got some people that are going to, uh, I'm not a professional when it comes to interviewing, but I'm interested in what makes a brain click. So I, I feel like some of the questions might be unique or some of the conversation might be unique. Um, but it also might be fascinating for the listener as well. And, uh, and then as we grow and get bigger and bigger, we'll have feedback with people that do listen. Um, we'll try to get various uh, the feedback that we've got on the request to be our guest on the show. I, we haven't had a no yet. And, uh, so we think we're going to get some, some cool people on and, uh, and have fascinating conversation. At least that's the, again, that's the plan. And again, guys, it's all available on our app, the uh, the Chief Sports app. It is very simple. It's there's just a logo right in the center. You just click it, and then you can. Uh, right now, what's up is uh, you know Charlie Warsham is up there, Coach Roy Williams, Patrick Davis. I know y'all hear and see Patrick on here a lot, but these are real stories with Coach Holbrook. They spend a ton of time. Blake Mitchell, uh, which the Blake Mitchell one for Carolina football fans, he almost left. He almost left, right. and 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 it's a it's a coach does it. That's that moment right there. When I was listening to that conversation, I texted JC. I said, Coach Holbrook knows how to get a to the point, uh, and b get to the truth. Uh, it, this was well, this, that was know, fascinating conversation. I knew I knew what I love. I, I won't get Blake Mitchell back on because I got some more questions. I, I loved his story and the stories that he could tell and the differences in playing for Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier two incredibly successful coaches, but could not be more different. And to hear a quarterback's perspective of what it was like to play for one and what it was like to play for another. He loved one. He hated the other. And, uh, I mean, it was uh, – and Blake, it, I mean, one of the most highly recruited quarterbacks in the country in senior year in high school, why he chose South Carolina, the times that he had here, the people that he met here, the influence he had in the community, how he wanted to quit, how he wanted to leave – and then Steve Spurrier and invoked some life in him. And uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool stuff. And and those are the stories we like to tell and like to, you know, and and I think that's cool for people that love sports. Um, I mean, it's what happened in music too. Where, where the ideas came from and the almost, what if this didn't happen? You know, what if Matt Price didn't change his slider on his grip or the grip on his slider, you know, a couple months before, the, you know, the NCAA tournament, would we ever won one national championship? I mean, yeah. there's uh, crazy stories like that. I didn't know he changed the grip on his slider. I sure as hell had. You know, I'm going to tell you something that not many people know. Coach Tanner will probably get mad at me for this, but oh well. Um, he's been mad at me before, obviously. <laughs> um, but but Matt, we had, Matt was having a tough freshman year, and we uh, we brought him in and told him it was in his best interest to go to a junior college. We tried to cut him. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and honestly, uh, we we just told him it wasn't going to work out. He wasn't good enough to pitch there. I remember the conversation vividly. And he actually about a week later talked his way onto the bus on the travel rock to talk his way, begged his way to get on the bus to go to, I think we play in Furman and uh, in Greenville. He begged his way on. He's, you know, just said, I'd like to go, you know, he basically said, I know I don't have a future here. Y'all told me to go to a junior college, but I'd love to get on the bus and go support my teammates in the outfield. That day is when he changed his grip. And, uh, and Calvi wow. noticed a big difference in the bullpen the next week. He says, hey, Price's slider is different now. And, uh, yeah, he, he was just playing catch in the outfield. What if he doesn't talk his way onto the bus? I mean, all these kinds of things just go through your head about the ifs and ends and butts and candy and nuts. But whatever it was, the Gamecocks won two national championships, and, and a large part of that was Matt Price. That first year, yeah, and then that second year, all the 
my gosh, I I find it on YouTube from time to time. All of the bases loaded, nobody outs, and <laughs> and and when you talk, and I know we we got to hit a timeout, but if, you, if as long as these two guys don't care, and if you've got some extra time, I want to bring you back. Uh, like, I hope you'll have me back because I do want to. No, no, like on the other it. side of the break. Yeah, do you have anywhere yeah. to go, or can you? No, I'm good. I'm around? good. Yeah, I okay. hope y'all have me. Yeah, be great. yeah, we we uh we've got to hit a timeout, but um, but I I want to I want to talk to you about some of that, and then I really want to get your your I mean you're not coaching college football, but the transfer portal, coach. I mean you've got a kid who's at South Carolina now, and I know he has your blessing to do that, and, and but you know it's not all these situations. I I really would like to pick your brain on some of this. Let's uh, talk. I think it'll be a good conversation for sure. All right. What do you got, Phil? What's in my ear here? What is this? That's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, dude, I love the freaking backdrop you got going there, man. Oh. First class operation now, Coach. Jamie's got us perfect. I told Phil we brought JB. I was like, yeah, it's about to get professionalized, dude. <laughs> yeah, here we are. So uh, here we are, back talking music. See, here we're twelve fifty nine. I'm cutting the conversation off. Going, we've got to go to a break. But uh, that's, yeah. so, that's how you, you tease. I'm glad it. you, you said on. that because I totally got wrapped up in what we were talking about here in the interview. Yeah, <laughs> Forgot about what, music. That's why chin music is phenomenal. You'll you'll be wrapped up and you've been been there for an hour. All right, hang tight. Coach Holbrook's going to come back. Uh, We're on top of the portal stuff. Gamecocks got some elite talent coming to Columbia, and uh, we're not done with that conversation either. ITG will return in a moment. Damn, I I thought we were already on break. (laughs) Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie Vodka might be up for debate. We can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Velotri, Conventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey Gamecock Nation, my name is Kyle, longtime listener of the show and avid golfer. I wanted to take my game to the next level, but let's face it, golf is a hard game to learn on your own. I heard the ad from McKellar Enterprises and reached out to the owner and former Gamecock golfer, Meredith Taylor. In just two months of working with Meredith, I shot my lowest round ever, and I've never felt more confident in my golf game. So if you're looking to take your game to the next level, go to McKellarEnterprises.org and book your lesson today with former Gamecock golfer, Meredith Taylor. Go Gamecocks.
please, please go today. Not today, sweetie. One heart's breaking while another one is mending. It's all in the ebb and flow. If I had to, I could go it alone. Because you've become my own. Hey folks, it's JB, and as we all know, it's football season. My favorite place to shop for myself and the family is Gamecock Traditions in Lexington. They have the widest selection of Gamecocks attire, plus all the cool accessories for tailgating, cooking, kids, shoes, hats, and so much more. Most importantly for me, you can order online at GamecockTraditions.com, and it's shipped timely to your door. I've been shopping here for years, and I hope you will too. Order online right now on the Chief Sports app. Go Gamecocks! Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in the Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in the plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style in seconds. They're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nanasporch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336-259-7550. South Carolinians, this message is for you, as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. If you think you may need work done to your roof or a new roof altogether, there's one simple name to remember, Elite Roofing and Restoration. South Carolina native Jeremy Johnson has been helping people in the South make sure they have the very best people checking on and building new roofs for over 25 years. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured, they provide the best service possible. Call or email today, 678-781-1998. That's 678-781-1998, or you can go to EliteRoofing.com. GA.com. Schedule a no-hassle free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today.
With a little love and some tenderness We'll walk upon the water, we'll rise above the mist With a little peace and some harmony We'll take the world together, we'll take them by the All right, it's 108. 108. Welcome back inside the Gamecocks, the show. Live always from the Sinorama Studios and built by the Barndo Co. The Barndominiumco.com. This holiday season, you can be getting around a lot faster if you go to Electric Bikes of Charleston in Mount Pleasant. ElectricBikesCharleston.com is where you can find everything they offer, and they'll get you where you need to go quickly. You can even have a beverage on there if you want to. 20 How's 28 miles per hour without a helmet sound with a beer in your hand? Probably not very safe, but people do do that. If you go to electricbikestrollston.com, you, you can join in on the fun. They also, of course, have bikes for children, and uh, I wouldn't suggest that for them. Put a helmet on them at least at a minimum. Um, oh, Lord. Of course, your sister station is um, – Charleston Fitness Equipment, and they have been kind enough to give me one of the elite rowers out there, which is keeping my wife and I in shape this time of year with all the goodies uh, during the holiday season, the hydro rower. But great big gifts are not cheap. Of course, they're not cheap because they're really nice. Electric Bites of Charleston, Charleston Fitness Equipment, owned by the Wilkins family, both of them phenomenal, phenomenal people, and they're great Gamecock fans as well. And, of course, they are major contributors to Carolina Rise, but they're located in Mount pleasant that familiar face chad holbrook head baseball coach at the college of charleston and now he is uh lead, we got to come up with a fancy name here guys let's see what's it going to be lead content producer of chin music and host um which is now available on the chief sports app it is an unbelievable podcast um but he is uh, telling some stories with us We're, we of course are promoting this new program as part of our network but uh, also he can just tell stories about anything and everything. A lot of that conversation today is kind of centered around the uh, the World Series victories back in 2010 and in 2011. But coach, right now it's a new world. Uh, you might have you say the what ifs, right? The what ifs, the what ifs. What if the transfer portal was around back then? Would you have ever won a national championship? I don't know. It, don't, it was, just, but it wasn't. It's if it was different. around back then. I don't think I'd still be coaching today. It's a it's a tough environment for. A lot of coaches, I think a lot of times you get into college coaching, you get into coaching because you want to be around kids for a number of years. You want to build a program, not necessarily a team. Uh, you want to be good over time. Um, this portal may, has made it feel like to a college coach that program is not a word you use anymore. You're just trying to have the best team you possibly can that year um, because the kids, it's a revolving door. Kids are going to leave. Kids are going to transfer. Coaches are probably cut some kids. I mean, it's, it's just a, uh, it's a tough environment for sure. It's um, college decisions aren't being made 
with four years in mind anymore on the athletic side of things. It's uh, hey, where can I go now? Where can I play now? And let's focus on this season and let the chips fall where they may. And I wasn't raised in that way to think college athletics would ever come to that, but it is what it is. It's here and we got to try to adapt and be the best we can at it. I mean, it's, it's, and it's new, right? Um, what, <laughs> I know we could have this conversation a million different ways and you got to be careful about how you have it. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but like, when players do, – do you have players in high school? Do you – I mean, everybody has players in college that inquire about NIL deals, but over the last couple of years, now that it's become more popular, when you have conversations about with recruits, do, do these conver- – are they coming – are these conversations happening more? Are they – A lot more. more one of the things that is a bit refreshing is – it's very new to the mid-major level. Um, it's obviously hugely important. The conversations are probably daily, if not every single recruit that you're having at the SEC or ACC level, um, the, the, the money becomes a part of the conversation. Um, it's not to that point on a consistent nature at the mid-major level yet. Um, but I'm talking to my friends and my colleagues that are in the business and yeah, it's a, it's a tough deal. I mean, it's um, I don't know if it, it's much fun for the coaches, and I do think I do think there's some changes coming along the way. Um, yeah. I think they're going to clean it up a little bit. Uh, I did talk with someone in the NCAA this week about it, and uh, so I feel like progress is going to attempt to be made, uh, but I don't know if they can go all the way back and make it like it was. It's going to be probably somewhere in between. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, I think we all understand the genie's out of the bottle. You can't put it back in now. No. Um, do you think there will ever be, because of this, the portal and NIL, do you think there will ever be some sort of separation in college athletics, this group of programs, and, and then this group of – this group has all the money, Power 5, we want to call it, and then this group of programs down here. You, do you ever foresee that, in, either collectively or just in an individual sport like football? I hope it, I hope it does happen. I would think something's going to happen. It has to happen. Um, I would think, but you know, a lot of the things the NCA has done has almost hurt my brain. So I don't like, it's almost like wasted energy to dive into the thinking of every move that's made. So I don't want to be tired all the time and ask them what in the hell's going on. You know, why mm-hmm. is this being done this certain way? So I honestly most of the time just focus on my team and my players and, uh, and, and my family and the hobbies that I have. And at, at the end of the day, that's really about all I can. Cause I, so to answer your question, I have no idea what's really going to happen, but I hope some, I hope some separation is done in time because there's certainly not going to be a level playing field. Coach, do you think NIL for college baseball specifically though, is a good thing if, if you can afford it because of the scholarship situation, I mean, I, yeah, I, I kind of it, yeah. it with our collective, we we do all the ninety percent of Carolina baseball team, right? And right. With, with me, I, I personally, I get a lot of gratification out of it because I know, I mean, they're not going out and buying Ferraris, you know, right. they're they're paying for school, oh. and and I thought yeah. it's just been such an injustice uh, right. that the NCAA treats baseball like it That's does. It. Um, so I, I I look I like I like that aspect of it just if you're trying to find a silver lining and yeah, all this. You make a great point, and you know most of the time to give our you know the listeners a, a 
kind of a clear indication. Most of the time, college kids college kids on average are paying for sixty to seventy percent of their total cost of attendance, which it's a lot of money. I mean, believe me, I got two kids in college right now. One's at a private school, one's out of state. I'm, my ass is about broke, but but it's uh, and they play baseball. That's why. I mean, it, it was, <laughs> but, come on, come on, Corbin. Get, get it's cool, but like when you're dealing with forty thousand dollars a year and the kid is paying, you know, the kids. I mean, a big scholarship is. 45%. So a kid's paying 30, you know, $25,000 a year at a $40,000 a year school. Um, that's the average. So yes, I think you make a great point. NIL for college baseball is there's a great silver line in there. The kids deserve more money. Um, I think baseball obviously deserves more money, more coaches, more everything, but it's, uh, it's, that's a, that's a cool point to make. And, and, um, as difficult as some of the conversations are had, uh, you know, with potential prospects out there or with your players, you know, to always remember how much pocket, how much money is coming out of your player's pocket to actually pay to put on your uniform is something that you need. Us baseball coaches need to hold tight for sure. It's a great point, JC. Well, I mean, you know, to your point, JC, I mean, I'm paying student loans back and will still be forever because of college baseball, you know, I mean, uh, and, but I, but I don't regret, playing college baseball i mean it's i don't know how to explain it to be i've never been able to explain it you you, you either you either have baseball in your bones or you don't you're either a baseball guy or you're not like i i I don't i don't think there's anything in between you're either a baseball guy or not and 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 to coach's point you know you go and you rack up all this debt because you love playing the game Right. Um, you know, versus sometimes going somewhere that might give you some academic money, but you're going to go play here because you want to play for that program, you know, but, but in saying all of that, that the flip side of the coin, JC, although like, as I know exactly what JC does, cause I deal with it, but like, but the flip side of that coin is the injustice is what's done to college baseball and college softball. I mean, this is 2024. I mean, like, well, it will be in 18 days. And we sit here and talk about, all these things that are wrong with college football and this, that, and the other. And I get it. There's billions of dollars that are locked up into that coach. And I'm not saying that they don't deserve all the things that they get. That's not even what I'm getting at. But, like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to this individual either. He's He knows way more than I'll ever know. But Jay Billis runs around and bitches and moans about there's not enough money. Well, what about the baseball people? They don't even get scholarships. Basketball is on a full ride, right? That's the last I heard. And in and, and college baseball – they go into debt for 20 and 30 years just to play the game. Why do we not have full scholarships in 2024? I'll never, never get it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it doesn't matter. You have the comp- – You yeah, you got to be careful. But I've talked to you, Monty, Coach Tanner, Mark. Um, you, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. If you, if you coach college baseball, every one of you have the same response. I don't right. know the answer, but we can't do anything about it because nobody will let us. I mean – it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's collectives can. I mean, out the South Carolina. I mean, my goal, my goal is to have forty guys, you know, within taking care of within NIL deals, you know, and it's at South Carolina. It's marketable enough to where you can justify that. I mean, because those guys are, it's a popular sport. I wish I wish Gamecock fans would realize 
some of these guys are walk-ons and ran are running up debt, you know, because I think baseball players get treated just like football and basketball players, you know, they'll chew you out from the stag end, you know, you know, um, they get dog cussed at Founders Park after a bad day, but, uh, you know, because, uh, and, and, you know, in, in the right, no. if, if oh, oh, wait a second, wait a second here. <laughs> Nobody at Founders Park ever yells at coaches or players. <laughs> <laughs> it does not happen. We all know that doesn't happen, right, Coach? Oh my gosh! It's uh, you weren't being held to impossible standards, Coach. We know. We know. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, hey, I, like, I actually I talked to Mark last week. I talked to Mark last week. Okay, Coach, and you, you obviously you and Coach Kingston go way yeah. back. Y'all played together, and I and I and I can't remember. He said something to me, and I said, Coach, you know damn well you go fifty-five and one next year. They're going to be mad about the one. Okay. No doubt. There's I no mean, doubt. yeah. It's a, and see, been in you know, cheese, right? 24 hours of the sky's falling on this program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look at the you look at the you look at the football roster or the basketball roster and it's you can tell who are walk-ons kind of and who are not. You don't know that about the baseball roster. You know, you, you I mean, Gavin Casas was a walk-on last year, you know, yeah. and hit what, 20 dingers, you know? I mean, I don't think I don't think fans kind of realize only the hardcore baseball fans really realize how you put that roster together. So yeah, I mean, and to give you perspective on our national championship teams, um, John Taylor, walk on, led the nation in appearances pitching. He was a walk on, no scholarship. Brady Thomas, game winning hit against Oklahoma, and maybe our toughest out, you know, middle of the lineup hitter. He wasn't on a penny of money. Jake Williams, starting left fielder. You know, all those guys. I mean, much of those guys on a baseball field are paying their own way. A lot of people think that Smoke was on full scholarship. I'm like, okay. You just – people – you don't get it. I mean, it's just – but anyways, uh, you know, we could do that all day. Right. Again, Chin Music is available on the uh, on the Chief – on the uh, Chief Sports app. I will say this from a visibility standpoint. College baseball has just come miles. Um, y'all are working on a brand-new facility right now at the College of Charleston, right? Yeah. That's going to be – just spectacular. Do you, do you, can you share any details on that? Uh, well, I mean, I, we're, we're, in, we're, you know, Founders Federal Credit Union has donated a, a, a big supporter of ours and uh, they wanted to do a uh, support the athletic support center or performance center right down our third baseline, which is going to be a state of the art baseball training facility for it's going to house our program right now. We really don't have a place to call home at Patriots point other than the field. And, uh, you know, obviously our program, we think, has been successful over time and it's got a great tradition. And from John Pulowski coaching here, Monty Lee playing here and coaching here and having great teams. Um, we're trying to have a few good teams ourselves. And, uh, you know, one thing about baseball is the mid-major has hope. And, uh, you know, yep. Coastal Carolina won a national championship. When we were out in Omaha in 10, or excuse me, 11, Stony Brook was in the College World Series. Kent State was in the College World Series. So we have realistic hope. So we think this – Facility is going to give us a great chance. It's certainly on a plot of land that's very unique to it. There won't be another place like it on the East Coast, you know, when you view, view the at Ravenel Bridge and, and, the, and the Charleston Harbors and the water and the breeze and the ocean's feel. And you can look out of the Performance Center and see an incredible city, uh, incredible body of water and some incredible architecture. So it's going to be a cool setting and we're excited about it. And one more big fundraiser to go here in January. And uh, we hope, uh, start the process of putting the shovel in the ground here real soon. The, the college baseball ballparks in this state, obviously Clemson uh, has renovated theirs and it's phenomenal. We all know about Founders Park, which y'all are about to do, what Coastal's got up there 
in uh, in Conway. Uh, and, I mean, it just continues to grow everywhere. And then you look at the minor league ballparks. I mean, look what's happening in Spartanburg, Coach. Brand-new ballpark in J.C.'s backyard up there. So it's that. one of the best baseball states, if not the best baseball state in the country. I, I truly believe that. And you're right. It's No one cares about college baseball and amateur baseball, and even now pro, the Charleston River Dogs having won back-to-back championships. I mean, it's uh, – it's, uh, baseball's important in this state from – you can go to the ballpark at Lexington in Lexington, South Carolina, and watch those little kids and those parents are into the games at seven, eight years old, and the interest in the sport does not stop and uh, makes it makes it special to be a part of for sure. All right, who's going to win the national championship in football? Mm. You can't not pick Saban, right? You got to go Saban. You know what? I'm, I'm going to. Have you met Nick? Have you have you ever met Nick? Um, long. I met. I, no, I haven't, but I've heard it. And I think I feel like I've met him because all the stories Brad Lawing told me about him when Brad was at South Carolina. I loved hearing those stories about working for Coach Saban. Um, got a bunch of friends that do know him, but I, I, it's hard to bet against him. I just don't – I'm, I'm going to go with the best – I'm, I'm going to go with who's had the most impressive regular season from game one to the end of the, to the, end of the season, every single game. So I'm, I'm going to go with Michigan. Oh, I'm going to go with Michigan. So, I'm not pulling for Michigan. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just think they're going to, I think I'm just going on the, their whole body of work. I mean, I, I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm judging wait, my, do you have stallions working for you? Is he, is he out scouting the Citadel? And, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, stealing signs is more accepted in freaking baseball. He'd probably be a damn good baseball coach somewhere. <laughs> See, I, I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like all the earpiece stuff, Coach. I mean, it makes it easier, but I don't like that. Like, I, I miss the sign one stealing the, and, you know. One of the things the SEC did, I think, was all and why, you know, baseball is extremely important to the, that conference, is they always push the envelope. And I remember being in those coaches' meetings about pushing the earpiece, and the intent was not sign stealing. The intent was to speed the game up. So – it, ESPN wanted us to stay in that three-hour window, and they were doing every single thing we thought we could do to speed the game up, stay in that window, so we could get more games on the big networks. And uh, and SEC would push the envelope to make that happen. And uh, yeah, so that being said, it's supposed to speed the game up. You don't have to have paranoia about everybody's got your pitches and stuff. So you you have a little bit less headache as a coach. But I'm with you as a fan. You know the sign ceiling. Sign stealing has often been part of the game in baseball. Well, I, I kind of miss the days too, where you know there's a guy in second, and you, you, you know, I was a catcher. You go through a series of signs, and then I'm expecting a breaking ball, and I get a 95 mile an hour fastball that hits me in the head. Uh, I miss those days. Those were fun too. So uh, you know, it was you walk out on the mound, and you're like Cisco. You know, um, that was supposed to be a breaking ball. You realize that, right? That's why I didn't catch it. Um, so uh, no, I don't miss any of that. Um, can you, or or would you? Are you willing to share some names of potential future? I know you mentioned Don earlier. Potential future guests on on Chin Music, or do yeah, we want I to mean, hold on to that a little bit? You know, I'll, I'll say a few that we we have you know planned um, to have. I'm going to talk to a number of for, my former players because I, you know, I've talked. I've actually shot a couple texts to Jackie, and I'm going to reach out to Wit and, and Corey Seeger and. Kyle Seeger, and you know, we'll see some of the conversations. I hadn't even asked them to come on yet. Some have already asked, and and they said absolutely anytime. 
Um, I was classmates at North Carolina with Mia Hamm. I'm fascinated to talk to Mia, one of the icons in any, you know, in, 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 her, in her sport and obviously an athletic uh, phenom. And her story is really incredible. I, I look forward. I might, what I want to talk to Dawn about is not necessarily all that she's accomplished at South Carolina, which I'm sure we'll get into, but the people at South Carolina need to study Dawn's story and her journey from a kid to the University of Virginia. I mean, her, her what she's accomplished is insane, incredible. Everybody knows that. So we don't have to talk about what she's accomplished, everybody, but how she got there is really, really cool. And uh, fascinated to talk with her about that. Um, um, you know, Mia, obviously, various baseball players, leaders in town. I'm fascinated with Hall's Chop House and how they run their business. And then I have Billy and Tommy on and just talk about where that idea came from and they're dear friends. And um, so it's not going to be all music. It's not going to be all, you know, all sports either. There's some leadership there involved. And, um, but every music group that we've reached out to, every musical artist that we've reached out to has said yes. And, um, you know, and so I'm, 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 I'm as excited as I could be. I get to have cool conversation about things that interest me, baseball, athletics, music, leadership. And, uh, and that's where it's going to go. Uh, just out of, I just happened to see something on Twitter. Just, it, it made me ask this question. What type of leader is Deion Sanders? Ooh, you know, my son is lucky. I don't Gamecock fans, my, not going to probably, they'll like it. It's not no big deal. It's no secret, but my son is lucky enough to be at Vanderbilt mm-hmm. and he plays for Tim Corbin. And in many ways, Tim Corbin is college baseball's version of Nick Saban. And not, I'm not, not talking about accomplishments on the field. They both won national championships. It's more of how they run a program. I got to work for Mike Fox at North Carolina, hall of fame coach, incredible coach. Um, and I got to work for Ray Tanner. Who's, a brilliant mind and incredible coach, obviously, and maybe the smartest individual I've ever been around, but there's always different ways to be the best. And, and they, and those coaches I just mentioned do it differently. And um, I mean, and that's, that's, that's where the, that's where the conversation fascinates me. It's not, you have to do it this way to win. You have to recruit this way. You have to coach this way. You have to run your program this way. That's a bunch of hogwash. You don't, you, you you do the best that you can. You do it the way you want to do it, and and sometimes uh, you know that 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 uh, your way is the best way, and you might not be doing it like Nick Saban. And those are the conversations that we like to have. But um, you know, it's, it's fascinating stuff. You know, and the Hall's Chop House thing fascinates me too, just because. Damn, one, the service. Two, they make you feel like you're the only guest in there. Three, the food is damn good. Um, Saul Shake is like I hate to promote an alcoholic drink, but Saul Shake is named after Saul Blatt. I mean, whew, man, what a what a what, I love those guys, and I love their vision for their business. And uh, yeah, and uh, those are things that cool things. I want to talk about cool stuff, and um, and you know, in the in the, my other hobbies, to do a few things for some charity, and hope you let me talk about Camp Cole here for a minute, yeah. and then yes, um, and, yep. And, yep. and then and we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll get this chin music thing going. Hey, I'll, I'll say this. Somebody DM me. You want a cool chin music shirt? Somebody DM me. Say, say something about uh, you saw us on the show today and give me your address. I'll send out the first the first DM I get on Twitter. Well, hold right. on. 
Um, let me send you a message real quick because I don't even have one of those. So I'm going to be the first one. In here. <laughs> hey, we got hoodies. We got some cool merch coming. We're going to have some hats. Yeah, we got some cool Tim music. We, we we couldn't think of JC might be able to help me with this. We couldn't. We have a music guy and we couldn't think what was the best term to use that applied to both. You know, both things, athletics and music. And what was what would a term be that was kind of a, you know, cross cross. Both avenues, I guess. So I love Chin. I love it. Chin music's perfect. Oh, Chin music is perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got the baseball, you know, and it's, uh, so we got a lot. I, I don't know. I just Chin music. I don't. Yeah. You know, some some guys like play like the the fiddle, you know, so on their chin, yeah. you know. And I start thinking about it. Uh, it's like the visual. Last time I was in Nashville, I was in Nashville about four years ago, and uh, me and my my soon to be wife were at this place and there's a 16 year old kid at one of the honky tonks in the middle of the day playing Devil Went Down to Georgia. And he had right up under his chin. It was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen for a kid that age. And it was funny because they, uh, I guess they tipped the other musicians beer, you know, but he couldn't drink beer. So he had to give him cash. <laughs> I was like, I'd probably rather have cash, you know, if I were him. But uh, that's, uh, that's kind of the visual I got, chin music, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, it is fan- fantastic. It is a fantastic name. It's a fantastic program. And then, this Friday, uh, I know something very near and dear to your heart. Matter of fact, our guy Bill Goss, Billy G's Barbecue, they they give a bunch to to Camp Cole as well. But up in Columbia, you got a you got a big deal happening. Yeah, we you know when my kid got diagnosed with cancer, I always wanted to try to do part either through my our foundation for kids that are fighting tough battles, or or you know to assist others. And I got to be really good friends when I lived in Columbia with Peter Fawcett, Dean's Fawcett. Um, and folks that had an idea of Camp Cole, Cole was a young man that lost his life to cancer uh, at a very, very young age. And uh, he kind of captured the hearts uh, of Columbia and that community when he was going through his battle. And um, and uh, obviously, Camp Cole was named after after Cole. And it's a camp that provides sick kids, underprivileged kids, kids facing di- disabilities. It gives them that summer camp experience. And Cole loved going when he was going through his illness. He wanted he loved going to Camp Hemo. And uh, they've just taken Camp Chemo and made it into his camp and provides that summer camp experience, that fun experience that they wouldn't normally get. And it's a really, really cool thing. Jen and I are awfully lucky to be a part of it. And we're throwing a big party uh, concert on Friday night at the township. If you music lovers in Columbia haven't heard or seen Yacht Rock Review, I'm telling you, uh, it'll be one of the best shows you'll ever go to. Um, it'll take you back to your childhood when you knew all the music, knew all the words of every song, uh, sing, dance, and you're doing it for a great cause. There are some tickets still available on Ticketmaster Friday night at the township concert show benefiting um, Camp Cole and those wonderful people in the Midlands. And uh, and it, it's going to put a lot of smiles on a lot of faces in the summer when they go visit there. They get the horseback ride, fish, do all kinds of neat stuff that they norm- normally wouldn't be able to do. And they have medical staff on campus there to treat. You know, it's just a cool thing. And uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. And we're going to throw a heck of a show, a uh, heck of a party on Friday night in Columbia. And we'd love for you guys to come out. I can't believe those tickets are only $39 to see Yacht Rock Review. Uh, these guys are unbelievable. Campcold.org is where you yep. can go camp cold and you can go to Ticketmaster too and, uh, and they're also available at the township and they're going pretty fast but we need to sell uh, about 100 more tickets vip sold out just like that 
Um, there's a core group of people in Columbia that know how good Yacht Rock Review is. But And here's an idea. There's a teenager or so out there listening right now and don't know what to give your mom and dad for Christmas. Stock, put their, these tickets in their, in their stocking real quick and say, hey, here's an early one for you, and your parents will have a great time. I promise you that. That's a that's a great point. That's a that's a killer point. I, we would love to be there, but I've got my in laws in town, so I'm. <laughs> I'll send you some video of me. Oh, oh, I'll be here. There'll be I'll some. Be... Uh, hey, there'll be some coaches at South Carolina um, that are coming and they're going to be guests of ours. And uh, yeah, uh, how about the football coach? Country. He going to be there? Yeah. We've gotten word that he's going to be in attendance. You know, so there you go. Uh, he he like. Coach Beamer likes his yacht rock, so we're gonna have a good. You know, he came last year too, so we're very appreciative of him. I'm completely shocked Shane Beamer likes the yacht rock. Yacht rock review. Hey, you got to be careful saying that though, because if they if they miss one kid in the portal, he's gonna get blamed because he was at yacht rock review on Friday night. We got we got to let these coaches live and and live life. They got kids, they got families. They got to get out and have a little bit balance, you know. So uh, you would think you think he is. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, well said. Well, coach, again, Chin Music is available on the app, the Chief Sports app. Uh, those of you that have downloaded it, those that haven't, maybe because you don't like me, or I think there's one guy around here this week that didn't like me, coach. That's, that's all good. He probably didn't have the app, uh, but maybe he likes you. And uh, if he does, maybe that'll give him a reason to download the Chief Sports app and be able to uh, listen to this incredible podcast. Um, but you're, you're, once you start listening, you won't stop. Uh, that's not a sales pitch. I'm just telling you. I'm not a big podcast guy, and I work in the industry, and uh, and I've listened to every one of these things, and uh, they're just phenomenal. And again, Friday night, campcole.org or Ticketmaster. You uh, music lovers, you music lovers, want to get hooked? They listen to Wyatt Durrett's episode, and I think we'll I think we'll hook you up, and you'll 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 be on board and uh, and join forces with us. So uh, it's a cool thing that we're part of, and we're lucky lucky to talk to some brilliant people. So cool thing. Question. I will see you uh, pretty soon. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting together here before long. Obviously call me with anything. I'm sorry we kept you an extra 35 minutes today, but we sure are glad we did. I love, I love it. And thanks so much for having me on. I mean, it's really a cool thing. And a lot of people in Columbia have done a lot for me and, uh, I, I hope they'll give us a listen and give us some support and, uh, we'll certainly give our support back to the community. I can promise you that. Give Miss Jen a hug for us. I will, Jamie, JC. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for having you got me. It. Thanks, you got it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Holbrook. Uh, head baseball coach and also lead content producer and uh, host of uh, Chin Music on the Chief Sports app. Hey, there's been a big day for the Gamecocks. Carolina, a couple of running backs in the boat. One is not public yet, but we know who it is. Uh, Elton John sang about him once. And then uh, Jaden McGowan committed earlier as well. That is official up on the bigspur.com. So what we'll do is we'll take a quick timeout. And then uh, when we return, we'll get JC to backfill the conversation. We know a lot of you probably just tuning in on your lunch hour and things of that nature. It has been a full boat of recruiting around here today. Uh, had to take a little bit of a timeout with Coach Holbrook, but we'll get back into it. Don't go anywhere. GamecockTraditions.com will get you looking good this holiday season, and they'll make whatever's going to be in that box underneath the tree a hell of a lot better than it was. GamecockTraditions.com up to 50% off Santa savings at Gamecock Traditions in Lexington. We'll be right back.
Hey, Gamecock fans, Mike Morgan here. During my time in Columbia, one of my favorite places to eat was Salsaritas. When I go back now for work or any other reason, it's still Salsaritas. Yeah, I'm like you. I love tacos. I love Tex-Mex. Where are you going to go to get them? We've got two convenient Salsaritas locations, one in Lexington and the Target Center, and one in West Columbia as well. Now, if you like tailgating, and who doesn't? Whether it's for a football game or anything else, they've got the catering hotline. Get yourself some Fiesta Packs to take tailgating. Get yourself the Three Amigos bundles for tailgating. They make catering easy with a fresh, hot setup. And again, you just call the phone number 803-543-6297 to set it up. You can also look them up online or you can even download the app. Salsa Rita's is just a cut above the rest. That's why they're serving Williams Price Stadium and the South Stands, also serving in the Colonial Life Arena. Again, that catering hotline number, make it easy for you and the folks out there. You don't need to settle for sandwiches every time. 803-543-6297. 803-543-6297. Shop Charleston Fitness Equipment this holiday season. Major discounts on treadmills, rowers, ellipticos, and more. Proud partners of Carolina Rise, Inside the Gamecocks, and the Chief Sports Network. CharlestonFitnessEquipment.com, 843-388-0999. Charleston Fitness Equipment, this holiday season. This is Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! It is uh, 141, 1 o'clock, 141, 141 o'clock. How about that? Uh, here on Inside the Game Cox the Show. Uh, here on Inside the Game Cox the Show. Uh, welcome back, JC, JB, and Phil. Again, special thanks to uh, Coach Holbrook for, for popping in. Uh, Ted, very kind of you to say that. Uh, absolutely. Coach Holbrook makes everything better and uh, glad to have him. You will see more of him uh, down the road. But that show that he's got is phenomenal. We're really, 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 really happy to be partnered with them and uh, bringing them uh, onto our app and as part of our network. Uh, we got a bunch of other stuff going on down the road, too. But um, just thankful that he even accepted the invite. So uh, uh, please, everybody, tune into that and, and get those tickets to that awesome event coming up on Friday. Camp Cole in Columbia at the Township Auditorium. Only $39. to she- Yacht Rock Review. JC, If you, I'm going to tell you right now, this will be one of the late-night texts that you'll send me. If you go to YouTube and you start Googling Yacht Rock Review, you'll you'll flip out, dude. You're like, what? These- I wish I'd heard about this a while, yeah, three weeks ago. or I know I'd be down there because, yes, the hey, missus loves some Yacht Rock. We, we'd have a great time. 
They their Twitter page, by the way, their uh, their bio: hot hot dads and tight jeans. Hot dads and tight jeans. That's that's, the, that's oh. the name of their album. Oh. Hot dads <laughs> and tight jeans. Uh, I'm like uh, a I'm not I'm not a yacht rock guy. I mean, Ali Dan, I guess Steely that kind of makes things to yacht rock. Drink, drink scotch whiskey all night long. If you work, it's uh, it's it is something. It is, yeah, I'm, it I'm, is something. I'm not a yacht rock guy. I'm from the nineties. Yeah, but they play, but they play all the classic like jams, like the music that you jam to. You know, yeah, that's okay. not a jam band guy either. Like Hale loves fish, right? I hail my grand aunt. I just never got into it. I'm not a widespread panic guy. I like some of their stuff. I, I like some driving and crying, but the Grateful Dead guy either. Dave Matthews is probably the closest thing to a jam. Yeah. Well, I I guess I didn't mean like jam band, but just songs that you jam to. Like 70s, good 70s hits, 80s hits. I don't know. You know what I'm getting at. All right, uh, let's shift back to the portal here. Uh, Jaden McGowan is in uh, uh, the Attaway, uh, the kid from North Texas, running back Attaway. Uh, he is in. Um, we're waiting on the official word, but uh, it is largely and widely known now that Rocket Sanders is in the boat with South Carolina. Uh, there is the report from Tony from this morning that uh, the door is not totally shut on Juice Wells. Uh, we've got quarterback A.J. Swan, the transfer from Vanderbilt. Uh, things are really looking good with him right now, uh, J.C. So uh, kind of uh, add any news notes and nuggets to that list if you don't mind. Something we have not gotten to today uh, just yet, the Overton brothers. Uh, South Carolina has seen them. They are now seeing Alabama. Um, your your thoughts on on those guys and and the chances that or the likelihood maybe that the Gamecocks end up with them? I feel great about it. Um, I'm not as uh, I, I'm not as I guess uh, I'm, I'm not as confident on him, and, and it's just um, he, he'd be great to have because I think he really developed into the player that. Everybody thought he's going to be just young. I mean, he went to high school early. He went to high school, and then I'm sure the Alabamas of the world with a kid like that. You know, given the immediate needs at Carolina and stuff, and I don't even necessarily help thing. I just think, as young as he is, he, you know, Bam coming to really good option for him. Uh, provided about internet's map or not, I'm getting filled a circle here. And uh, you guys, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's see right. if you can't get that fixed a little bit there so we can get that get get kind of a full report from you. I, I did see yesterday, I'll fill in the gaps here while, while JC works on this to kind of get it cleaned up real quick. But um, uh, I did see last night that Alabama has uh, mentioned Phil to LT Overton that he's a plug and play guy. Uh, in Tuscaloosa, and uh, if you can plug and play in T-Town, you can probably plug and play in places like Columbia and elsewhere as well. So I found that a little bit interesting as well. 
Yeah, you got to figure that's yeah, going to go yeah, along I with mean, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. yeah, he's going to get – he's an upside guy. And so, yeah, I'd plug and play at Bama, who knows. But um, I haven't looked at their defensive line depth chart at all. He's good and he's talented. And, heck, if they work it out and get him, you don't turn a guy like that down. I, mean, I just I just don't know that South Carolina is going to end up being the place he comes. Uh, Gamecock, so will continue to uh, mine the portal for a defensive tackle. I, I know that this week they have hosted uh, a pretty good one out of, out of Pittsburgh as well. Again, JC is going to kind of try to get this stuff fixed, and we'll get him back in here in just a moment to to be able to kind of wrap some of it up. But um, by the, Phil, do we have any more breaks? Or are we done on breaks today? Are we okay? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. I, yeah, I just want to make talk sure. it out. Uh, DeAndre Jules, who's a 6'3", 310-pound defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, uh, did arrive yesterday for his official. And um, I know that uh, folks, according to the reporting of one Tony Morrell, there are folks in Columbia that feel pretty good about this. So if they were able to add, add him, and uh, of course they've already added Jerome Simmons, you're you're adding a you're adding about 640 pounds worth of beef to the interior of your defensive line. Uh, that is something they need. I mean, they've got to – oftentimes, my, my, you know, uh, Langston and, and Preston and those guys, you know, that you'll hear them talk about butt and gut, right, the defensive linemen, butt and gut. That would be the butt and gut that Carolina was searching for in the portal. Uh, JC, what do you think about DeAndre Jules? I think he's a grown man. Another kid from the Maryland, D.C. area. Uh the type of guy you need on the interior could really add a piece. I mean, I don't know that – I don't know he wouldn't come in and start. I think Pat Narduzzi does a really, really good job developing guys on the defensive line um, and on defense in general, you know. Uh, and I read an article in the Pittsburgh Tribune Review about, like, he kind of worked really, really hard to become a starter. And, um, you know, you got to respect a guy like that. I mean, he's productive. Uh, yeah, no, and, Understanding is things went pretty well with him on his visit or are going pretty well with him on the visit. So uh, we'll wait and see on that one. But I love that kid. I mean, I'm a big D-line guy, and uh, I think he's really good. Uh, Are there any other visits that are expected this week that you're aware of at this point in time? During the week? No, this week, yes. There's going to be another – Probably six, seven guys uh, I would think this weekend. Uh, the tight end from uh, Ball State, whose name escapes me, I believe he's coming in. Yeah, I'm let's sure talk that- about him for a second. He's he's a big dude, man, 6'6", 250. They like him a lot from what, I've, what I'm understanding here. Crazy. They had – Ball State's got two of them in the portal that are 6'6", 6'7". Uh, I was talking to a other day about – and I confused I confused that kid with the kid that they had this year. This kid played two years ago for them, was a Mackey Award uh, list guy, caught about 50 passes. He's 6'6", 255, uh, stronger than he, – he's the type of tight end they need. They, they need an Andy Boyd type guy. Mm. They've got your – you've got your Rory Anderson type guys or Jarrell Adams type guys, but they need a, they need a – they need an Andy Boyd or Hayden Hurst type out there, uh, and Nate Atkins, if you will. Uh, and I see Hunt, that's his name, uh, fits the fits bill. I keep wanting to call him Brady Cook, but that's the that's the quarterback at Missouri. Yeah, I don't think 
don't think that's him. Um, but he he was out this past year with an injury, correct? Yeah, yeah, and I got him confused because I was. Uh, uh, okay. Some action. God bless, man. God bless uh, the uh, great state of Illinois. This is yeah, this is getting great. frustrating. I mean, really, come on. We pay through the mm. nose for this. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, we pay <laughs> these people through the freaking nose, and it, it, this is like the third day. I mean, this is starting to be frequent. I'm yeah. Just, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, just, I'm, I'm about to call and, and just raise all kinds of. <laughs> uh, I'm about to become a Karen. I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> right. I like this kid a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do have a Meg Wi-Fi, dude. I got the best you can get. Uh, well, <sighs> yeah, you know, I guess in Chicago, Illinois, sometimes yeah, they, the, you can do the People's Republic of Illinois. They they don't. They're trying to block my internet access, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he would. He, this kid, though, would come in with three years to play, is yeah. my understanding, right? He was a he freshman All-American uh, for Ball State two yeah. years ago in 2022. Mm -hmm. So, boy, that uh, – get a couple of really good years out of this guy, and uh, he could do a lot of different things. And You got Josh Simon. You have Michael Smith. You got three young ones. Uh, that room's going to be in pretty good shape, I think. Um, this guy's a big solidifier. All right, Ted. If on the in the uh, on the wide receiver side of things again, Jaden McGowan is now committed to South Carolina, formerly of Lawrence, and well, not formal. I'm sorry. Let me say that again. He'll always be from Lawrence, formerly of Vanderbilt, uh, transferring back into the Palmetto State. He's the second receiver to commit uh, to South Carolina's football program. Jared Brown, the first coming over from Coastal up in Conway, but uh, a decommitment happened yesterday in College Station. DeBron Gatling, a three-star wide receiver out of Alpharetta, Georgia, is a guy uh, from, again, the reporting of Tony Morrell, your partner at the Big Spur. He's a guy we probably need to, need to keep an eye on. So I, I'm really – we haven't gotten to him yet today either. Uh, this is a really interesting kid here, JC. I, I I don't know what to make of this. He's a three-star, a guy who's a 24-classer. Um, if you just look at the at the numbers, you wonder, you, you, well, gosh, is he really that good? You know, look at his rankings, this, that, and the other, and then you go look at his offer list, and it literally is a mile long with some major names on it. So – are these committable offers? Are they not committable offers? Did something happen at some point in time? Like, what is this kid's story, and uh, and what is the likelihood that South Carolina could could land him? You get it, you know. He's one of those high three stars that, and this is the problem with doing rankings early, like people do, because uh, everybody wants top to bottom perfect as when well, these guys are sophomores, right? And so you end up with a log jam, especially at receiver, because there's so many receivers to rank. I mean, you, you look at the right there's like if you're the number 50 receiver in the country, you're pretty doggone good. Um and I think this, those guys that you know somebody decided early he was a star and he just hasn't moved up because there's people that aren't as good but they don't want to move down because they don't want to be wrong. I mean that's that's how rankings work. Um quite some time and 
Uh, you know, say what you want, Jimbo Fisher, Amy Craig, they can evaluate pretty well. I mean, they use, you know, I trust it. I like, it. I think that you probably need another high school guy to go along with Mazio to come in this year. So, you know, that's how you've lost so many uh, of your younger guys that just didn't work out for whatever reason. Yeah, this kid uh, sports. Uh, and again, we don't. I don't know the scoop on all of them. I don't know that any of us do. Forty-three offers uh, for uh, DeBron Gatling, who just decommitted from Texas A&M. Of those forty-three teams, named Alabama and Auburn and Florida and Florida State and Georgia, and many, many others are listed in there. Again, don't know the details of all of it, but certainly seems like a pretty good football player. He stands six feet tall. And about 180 pounds or so as well. So uh, we'll, we'll wait and see on that. But he would be a uh, young wide receiver, as you just pointed out, to come in with Mazio Bennett uh, as part of the 24 high school class, which would certainly move them up. That's something that we haven't really looked at much lately. Um, in Because you've got signing day one week away. We're one week away from signing day. And uh, the Gamecocks, according to 24-7 Sports, Sit at, and the composite sit at number seventeen in the nation, with seventeen commitments: two five stars, nine four stars, and um, five three stars. And they're right behind Michigan and right behind Clemson. Michigan, by the way, in case anybody fell asleep, is playing for the national championship. They're in the college football playoff, and uh, and and they're right there at sixteen in front of the, in front of the Gamecocks. So um, while we've been stuck in the transfer portal mode. Uh, we are also a week away from signing day for 2024. So the next week or so is going to be chaotic. There's going to be a, a boat boatload of new names that will officially be welcome to Columbia. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are most it's of the a, guys supposed to come in in the early period? Uh, uh, most of, yeah, most of them are going to sign, Phil, early. I don't yeah, know who okay. else enrolling in really. term yet. Uh I know, I know Josiah Thompson and Cam Pringle are pretty safe bets to enroll early. Yeah. Although, like, yeah. Um, and I, I think Wendell Gregory and Michael Smith, too, maybe. I don't know. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have to check on that. Okay. Yeah. And I, I thought, am I wrong? I thought Dylan Stewart was an early enrollee. Is he not? Ooh. I think yes. I thought but I, I, I need to check on it. I think Lee, too, the other, the other kid from – yeah, Braden Lee. DC, the the corner up there. So uh, I know Jalewis Solomon is definitely because uh, I worked. Um, we I've had a conversation about that one. Uh, and yeah, Evil Bougie Trey Knox is out of eligibility. He's off to the NFL, uh, and I hope he does. I hope he makes it and has a great career because he's a good person. Great kid. Yep. There's no doubt. Uh, he's he, whatever he does in life, he is he's going to be just fine. Um, he is a. He's a he's a wonderful wonderful kid. Uh, did we miss anything on the recruiting front front, or are we tied up there until tomorrow at eleven o'clock? Yeah, man. I hope everybody got that. I apologize for this Wi-Fi thing. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to maybe we router the other day. So I'm, I don't know. No, sorry. Okay. I'm so that's sorry. That's no. We've uh, that's what Phil and I are here for tonight. In college hoops, keep an eye on this one. Keep an eye on this one. UNLV might just be sitting at three and four, but at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, North or Nevada, at nine o'clock on CBS Sports Network, the Jack Jones Classic will be played. UNLV hosting eighth-ranked Creighton. Creighton is a twelve and a half point favorite. 
But just keep an eye on it. UNLV looking to pull an upset out there if they can get that done. Uh, that is really the highlight of the night when it comes to college basketball um, as we work our way towards the weekend. Gamecocks not back on the floor until the 16th. Three more days. Right, Phil? Three days. Yeah, Saturday. Thanks to... So I threw my quarter zip on today anyway. Yeah, you're looking good, man. You're right there in the in the LP camp. Yeah, listen, I was an early adopter of this because I, I was wearing it hey. all last year, too. I was like, hey, Lamont, I, I'm down. I, got, I agree I got with you. I'm ready. <laughs> I was about to say, dude, I've been wearing quarter zips forever. I mean, for years. I've had a Gamecock quarter zip since, like, 2010. Uh, just not as popular as Lamont. No big deal. I get it. I understand it. Uh, remember, if somebody hasn't already done it, uh, first one to inbox Chad Holbrook on uh, Twitter will get a sweet Chin Music shirt or hoodie or whatever he's given to you, but it's going to be pretty sweet. I don't even have one. They're part of our network, so we're going to have to deal with that. I'll deal with him off the air. Yeah. I could get away with that. Strong some Come on. swag, man. What the heck? Uh, again, download the Chief Sports app if you haven't. That's where you can find chin music it is awesome man it'll it, you, you you just won't stop listening i'm telling you it's so good they they're really good at this uh him and scotty fryer and uh and colin morris it's a great trio of, of dudes who put out some excellent content and uh, he still coaches baseball which is which is even better uh also thanks to david cloninger for joining us today as well on inside the game cuts great stuff on the transfer portal and there's plenty more to come because uh this thing really is kind of just getting started the bigspur.com is where you want to go for all that information. A reminder to people as well, if you've got the Chief Sports app pulled up, there's a link right there to the Big Spur inside of it. Clearly, they're our media partners here. And so we put it all under one umbrella. Even more reasons to download the app. You can also do all your holiday shopping on the Chief Sports app. All you Gamecock fans, some incredible products. Click that holiday button and uh, and make somebody's Christmas very, very happy this year. Thanks to Phil and JC and all of you. We are out of time, and we're going to get the hell out of here. But good news. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.